All right, so uh, drunken streaker. Pay driver. Eskimo brother. <laughs> and German. Rene Rest. If you could describe this lunch we just had in one word, what would it be? A pleasure. Very matter of fact. It was very sweet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that a word? That's a pleasure. Word? What is it? Is it not a word to you? I mean, you doesn't doesn't make sense. Were you just making sounds? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. For me, it was it was, like it was good to sounds. talk. Okay. It was good talking to you. It was right. it was a pleasure it's for me. Good to see you. Yeah, uh, that's a real word. Yeah. yeah. Not yeah. word to be like. <laughs> <laughs> And now for Dinner with Racers, presented by Continental Tire. With your hosts, Ryan Eversley and Sean Heckman. Placeholder radio I'm Ryan Eversley. And we are normally doing this from an elaborate uh, trip on the road, but we're actually eating dinner at my home. Yeah, it's a nice, lovely little meal here. In Pasadena, California. But that's because we just finished up a series of road trips all around the globe. Yeah. Here in 2022. We added up all the mileage that we've done over the years, and we have determined through zero data that we have literally gone the distance of the moon and back. Now, why we were doing all those road trips is because we've been working not only on the podcast, which you're probably familiar with if you're listening to this, but also because we have a streaming series, which is going into its fourth season, which will be coming out soon. But where can I watch those previous three seasons, Sean? Oh, you can find them on Motor Trend. Motor Trend has two options. They got the old Motor Trend Plus streaming service, which you can pay for right now, get all kinds of amazing Motor Trend automotive content and our show. Uh, it's also available on Motor Trends YouTube. So, Ryan, if you go to Google.com yeah. and then enter YouTube.com yes. in Google, right. it'll send you to a link of YouTube.com. You yes. click on that. Correct. Then you search for Motor Trend. Right. And uh, then within the Motor Trend thing, you'll find the Dinner with Racers shows. Yes. You can also just go to YouTube.com forward slash Motor Trend Watch. Yeah, if you go to YouTube, you can also type in Dinner with Racers and it'll come up. And we've got a bunch of other content we've made over the years. But we're really excited about our Motor Trend partnership and we're hoping that you are too. We've heard that you guys want to watch our show from all over the globe. Previously, that wasn't possible, but now, thanks to YouTube and Motor Trend, that is completely a possibility. So our first two seasons from 2019 and 2020 are on there. We just put out a third season this summer. We got a fourth season coming out very soon, so stay tuned and watch. But now, let's listen. Who are we listening to today, Ryan? Today, we have one of our favorite people in motorsports. You and I have both worked with this guy a couple times. We liked him so much that we've been talking about getting him every time we talk about guests that we wish we could have. Because of the sports car racing schedule, has a two-week back-to-back test with the Roar and then the Daytona 24-hour, we figured why not try to get a handful of guests that would be staying over for the race. So we reached out to Rene Rast, and of course, he immediately replied and said, I've been waiting for this for years. He did. That's exactly how he said it. Verbatim. He did not go, okay, whatever. Yeah, he's like, shine, fine, sounds good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not at all how he's like, okay, sure, man. Yeah, you know. yeah. <laughs> uh, but if you're not familiar with Rene Rast, Rene is a legend of road racing at this point. He is a not one but three-time Deutsch Touring Masters champion. He's also not one but twice Daytona 24-hour winner. Oh, with what team? That would be Magnus oh, Racing. Yeah. Who I think you are the brains behind. That is 100% my team. <laughs> if there's one thing we know is that Magnus Racing is mine. Yeah, yeah, from the ground up. He's also raced the Formula E series, and he's just become one of these guys that you can plug and play into any sort of road racing situation, and he is always fast and has gotten the nickname Fast Rast. Does he really have that nickname? Yeah. 
So Sean flew into Daytona. I was already going for the races, and it worked out that we were able to sit down with Renee at Dancing Avocado in Daytona Beach. That is Dancing Avocado, which is a very vegan specialized restaurant because Renee is vegan. We had sort of a brunch, if you will. Sure. I had a chicken sandwich. I honestly have no idea what I had. It was, you had vegan food. I had a vegan waffle. So while we were enjoying this delicious meal, we heard some great stories nonetheless. For example, confirming Eskimo brother status. Oh, Eskimo brother. Now, if you heard our previous episode with uh, your own Bleak Melon, yeah. you'll know what that's in reference to. Sorry, your own. You'll learn about a factory driver as good as Rene Raz having to buy his own ride. And you're going to hear an amazing story about needing a doctor and not Dr. Ulrich, who was formerly the boss of Audi. Now, speaking of Audi, Ryan, yeah. uh, it's important to know <laughs> that uh, this was recorded in January mm-hmm. of 2022. Yep. Uh, Rene was very much looking forward to his <laughs> upcoming DTM season. Correct. Uh, and a, a, just a, a career with <laughs> Audi. Yes. Because uh, Audi was, of course, engaged in an upcoming uh, prototype project that Rene was very much ingrained into. Sure. Little problem. Yeah. They're that, not doing it now. That's all gone. Yeah. So and Rene uh, is no longer with Audi. Right. So uh, Rene, at the time of this recording, was with Audi. Uh, was not driving Formula E any longer. Correct. He was just looking forward to an Audi prototype. He has since been announced as a driver for BMW. As well as one of a plethora of new McLaren driver signings where he will be competing with McLaren in Formula E. So just disregard what he says about Formula E in this episode. Yeah, or Audi. (laughs) (laughs) Now, speaking of Rene, however, guess what he did for us this year? He decided to give us a lot of time and drive us all around the country. Rene Raz. He flew us to Mexico. The three-time DTM champion. (laughs) Drove all around the United States. Yes. Flew the plane to Mexico. Flew the plane, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, wow. Well, thank you very much for driving, Rene. I'm Rene Rust, and I'm definitely not driving an Acura. I don't know what you just said. Now, once again, none of this is possible without our amazing partners, Continental Tire. They have backed us from the get-go. We have a streaming series. We have the podcast. We have all sorts of dumb stuff we do with iRacing and YouTube and you name it. And, of course, we can't do that without your support and buying Continental Tires, tagging them and all that fun stuff you guys are already doing. And also, the people that keep paying me to drive race cars, Acura. We appreciate them as well. But... Yep. Now. You got to do your thing. I got to do the thing. thing. That's the thing. Yep. I, I saw you look on your face. Yeah. All right. Well, here we go. Get ready, folks. Yep. First of the season. There we go. Continental Tire. Boom. Cross contact. Did we ever look it up? What, for what? The LX. There's the, the LX is its own model. There's like all different ones. So. LX. Rene Rast. Hey, Ryan. It's Sean here. Hey, Ryan. Sean here. Have you noticed how um, if you actually comment on a video, it's a thousand times more legit than just a bullshit number? Yeah, it's how you can actually tell that people are paying attention. Yeah, so maybe our fans should comment on them YouTube. So if our fans comment and like on Motor Trend's YouTube channel, we'd probably look pretty pretty sweet. So they should comment on the YouTube Motor Trend Dinner with Racers videos? Yeah, just like tell Continental you like them in the comments yeah. on Motor Trend. And tag Motor Trend on the, on the Twitters. No one's making us do this, right? No. Meow. What's going on, sir? Am I seeing you? How about you guys? Yeah, we're good. Living the dream. Yeah, put that on. We waste no time. (laughs) Do you know anything about this? 
Um, I actually listened to one or two of them. Okay. Uh -huh. I just want to check it up. You just know, like Mullins. Yeah. Listen to Blake Mullins. Yeah, exactly. Did you really? When, did he, you? when he talked about his ex-girlfriend. Oh, in his oh <laughs> it's happening. It's already Grit on. Girls yeah. and yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It was yeah. quite funny. Okay. Well, so is that it's well? Then let's just get yeah. right to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. First thing. So yeah, Eskimo Brothers. Do you know the term? Uh-uh. <laughs> Don't think we can describe it. <laughs> Ah, yeah, uh -huh. yeah. Eskimo brothers. Yeah. Eskimo, yeah. yeah so we like we say in German Lochschwager, okay. which means you're this. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> if you could see what he did with his hands. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, right. so, so <laughs> what's your version of this story? Yeah. I cannot say anything about that, to be honest. Uh huh. Um, Can you confirm or deny his his version? Was it accurate? Yeah, it was accurate. <laughs> Okay. It All right. was, it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. One of the things that we both like about you is that you have this great smile, you know, and you're very friendly, but we also both believe you to be a sinister, evil son of a bitch. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. confirming that <laughs> yeah. story yeah. is like, that's my yeah. guy yeah. right that's there. The, yeah. 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 That's why we're all in on you. So yeah. I'm yeah. basically, I'm two person personalities, uh -huh. right? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm the good guy, smiling guy, and then yeah. the evil guy, which nobody actually knows mm -hmm. other than. We figured it out. Like, when did we meet you? 20. 12. 12? You showed up Magnus 2012. Yeah, that's right. Daytona. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And right away, we both understood that yeah. you were sinister evil. in the best kind of ways, which we both love to be as well. So. Yeah. Good, good. Yeah. 2012. So yeah. we were, I think we were doing the live stream. Yep. And we were talking at the time, you were still doing all the, you were the, the badass Super Cup guy. Thanks. Yeah. And and somehow Jerome had come up because he was on track. He's like, yeah, we used to be friends, but, you know, now I'm doing pretty well. We're not friends anymore. <laughs> and you said <laughs> did that. He say, did you say that? You said that. And me said that. But yeah, my point yeah. is, you had this kind of smile, like, it's because I'm kicking his ass. Like, <laughs> you had this smile, I was like, yeah, that's, that's my guy right there. Yeah. Oh, man. Evil, evil son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah we had some good times here, Jerome and me. Uh -huh. it, was, it, was, it was fun times. We were teammates in, in, a, in a Porsche Super Cup, and we were fighting against each other on track, but also off track a bit. And then... Yeah, some other stuff happened, but yeah, it's it's he's a good guy. He's a good guy. I like yeah. him. I just talked to him recently. Him and his brother. I met him in the hospitality. They are good guys. Yeah, so I like them. Yeah, we're big fans as well. Uh, but I th I think where that starts to take us down the road of is the European mentality <coughs> of like you have to hate the people you race against <laughs> versus the U.S. version where it's like is a it lot more relaxed. Yeah, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On track, it's very aggressive, but off track, it almost immediately disappears. Whereas over there, it seems like you would maybe sleep with someone's ex-girlfriend <laughs> to try to get a you know get a rise out of them, yeah. mess with them a little mentally. <laughs> Could that have been yeah, the I case for an ARAS? I think that's just a mentality of Europeans. They just hate each other. <laughs> <laughs> Said the German. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. But okay. Okay. It's different here, but I'm not sure if it's just you know on the surface that you like each other and. Once the door is closed, yeah. that you kind of hate each other after you know the door's closed, closed or not us. Well, we hate everybody. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, like the second we get on these trips and the door closes in the car, it's just like evil, <laughs> evil hatred. Uh, Whereas you're more upfront about it. Is that what you're saying? Like you don't feel the need yeah, to be behind the closed yeah. door. We are more open, like saying when your if, hate. if I don't like somebody, uh -huh. I will show him that I don't like him. Yeah. While some of the Americans, they still say hi, how are you? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, like uh -huh. these kind of things. So we are a bit different in that way, but yeah. you know. Do you have to hate people to beat them? You personally? No. No, okay. no, no. no. Yeah. I prefer to, you know, to be friends with them yeah. and beat them because then they start hating me. <laughs> but I still, because I'm, so I'm still nice. you want to be hated. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. I'm still nice to them. Then yeah. they start hating me even more. Yes. And this makes it even worse. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know what that is? Evil, Evil son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy Okay. Are we recording already? Oh yes. yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're going. No, no, no. Say more stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll get it all out first. 
So I didn't know you started in motocross initially. Did you read my uh, biography or what did you do? I think you said it in an interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah. I just assumed you did karting and then you got into single seaters and did the whole thing. But no, actually, when I was very young, um, I started on motocross, like on, a, on two wheels in the dirt and stuff like that. Like um, racing or just 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 for fun? Just yeah. do it. I just okay. love the speed. You know, yeah. I, I've always as a kid, I've always been on four wheels, two wheels. I just love the speed, and somehow uh, I got a motocross bike. My dad uh, bought me one. Then we went out and um, I just had fun on my own. But then I crashed a couple of times and then my mom said, no, you're not going to, to continue like that. And then uh, we switched to four wheels. But yeah, I started my, let's say, career on, on two wheels, actually. Nice. So what I'm hearing is that dad was into this stuff already. Yeah, yeah he liked that so stuff. Is yeah, dad yeah. like a big race car guy? No, no, no. He's actually uh, not a racer at all. Okay. We have nothing to do with racing. Okay. Our own, my whole family is uh, from a different, different background. And I was, well, I'm the only one who's actually into racing. Yeah. yeah. Quite funny. But he supported me quite a lot. I mean, my whole family supported me. But my dad was the one who was going with me, you know, on the race weekends, you know, buying, buying me a cart, buying a motorhome, a trailer, all that stuff. Um, so he was supporting me all the way to a professional race driver. Yeah. yeah. What do your parents do? Um, both retired now, yeah. basically. Uh, but they, they, they had their own companies um, doing like... Uh, Parship. I don't know if you if you know that. It's like Part. connecting people online, um, like a dating website. Oh, okay. Like but for dating or for, for for dating, yeah. So your parents basically ran like a match. They started. Com. They started internet dating. Yeah, but before the like 25 years before yeah. it uh -huh. happened in the internet, uh -huh. uh, they did it basically in newspapers. Oh, like a oh, like so like a yeah, yeah, yeah personal yeah. ads. Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. So that's what that's I would have never guessed that. So, yeah, so like how'd they meet? Through a personal ad? No, 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 no. Oh, so I they don't were know. like, not only am I the CEO, I'm no, also a customer? I have no idea how they met, but uh, <laughs> not through that ad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, so okay. your, your parents were matchmakers? That was their career? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did not expect <laughs> wow, that. Wow, I didn't yeah. know that at all. Okay, yeah. well, we're yeah, going down your path, so. Like, yeah, is it, is it bad? No, no, no. no. <laughs> it's just like, like it's very normally random. when you hear like somebody like... Uh, it's very common, especially if somebody came yep. from racing, their their parents either work in automotive yep, yep. or they run their own like manufacturing business or mm -hmm. something. It's very mm -hmm. common, but yeah. like I, matchmaking is not what I expected <laughs> error rest to well, come yeah, from. Yeah, right, you know exactly. I mean? But also like you and I are pretty close in age, so our parents are from an era that like those weren't necessarily things as much. Yep. You know what I mean? Like textile work or something would make more sense. You know, like my dad's a mechanic, you know. Mm. You grew up in Minden, Germany, correct? Mm -hmm. Is that rural area? Which I don't area? know. I don't know. Mind I don't know nothing it's about. It's like Mind kind of North Germany. Yeah. So like uh, it's, but nowhere. but middle like of nowhere. Yeah. So maybe so the per maybe it's just you don't meet people yeah. if you're in yeah. Minden, Germany. <laughs> like was this in this area that they were doing the matchmaking? Whole Germany. All of all Germany. Of Germany. All of Germany. He had like 25 offices in oh, every Jesus. big big okay. big, so, yeah, big so town. Okay. Yeah. And then people wow. went there, met there, and do you, you know, know what a pimp is? A pimp. Yeah. My dad. Uh, but like this yeah, wow. he, was, he was sitting there with the sunglasses you know with like, <laughs> like Snoop Dogg maybe, I mean, wait Snoop hold on Dogg. hold on maybe they told you it was matchmaking but they were making videos oh no no is that possible uh, matchmaking videos of the sort oh that was a thing actually like it, you'd send in like a personal ad right yeah of like, like a fake, video of yourself fake taxi driver oh wait wait <laughs> wait <laughs> casting uh, did you say casting cash, couch yeah the, <laughs> Well, let's get now. Um, we'll wait till hour two. Uh, all right. Um, 
Because, yeah, like 1980s, it would have been like a camcorder. Right. And you'd yeah. be like, hi, I'm Tom. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. That, That's a real thing. So, was, Maybe they did that. I don't know. Well, you don't know. Okay. I don't know. I've, I haven't been working. But if you had 25 business. offices, that's like a successful well, actual big thing. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. maybe they made other content. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe behind the doors. You, okay. Yeah. That they didn't tell their kid about. Well, yeah. Right. Well, you have brothers or sisters? A sister, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what does she do? Um, she opened her own shop, uh, like selling clothes and stuff mm-hmm. for, okay. for yeah. kids and just normal, normal stuff. Nothing, Where is she at? Nothing crazy. Huh? And she's in Germany? Yeah, she's in Germany. Yeah. Okay. I moved to Austria like uh, six, seven years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm like s- like seven hours away from where my family lives. Yeah. So yeah. I don't see them sure, often. Sure, sure. But, um, and that's purely to... No, no, no. Because I love Austria. It's uh, uh-huh. okay. a lovely place. Uh, beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Great training. Actually, great training. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, actually, yeah. it's it's a nice it's a nice place to live. But also the <laughs> are quite nice. Yeah. <laughs> but what you said, right? But, but everything what you said. Because yeah. literally every German driver lives in Austria or Switzerland. Yeah, yeah some of them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Weird. This this comes up a lot on the show because we've interviewed quite a few uh, <coughs> Super Cup champions, mm-hmm. and the, this unknown story to a lot of people is that like if you win the championship, you get a car, mm-hmm. and most of them, if they especially if they're from this this country, it becomes more of a hassle because the car is you have to have it imported in tax and all that stuff. True, true. but you lived in Germany at the yeah, time, yeah, yeah. so you probably just kept them or could have kept them. I could have kept them. Yeah, I still have one. Uh-huh. I sold two. Yeah, because okay. um, you just kept winning them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, free time, yeah. free time wrestler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, you see that small little flex? Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. well, let's see the first oh. two. I <laughs> Wait, which one? I did needed you keep? the money, you know. I sure. Was, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you keep the first one? Oh, uh, I don't know. I think. Yeah, actually, I I sold the first one to my manager. Yeah. Okay. Wait, you sold so it he, to him? So he he still yeah, yeah. of course yeah. <laughs> he still owns it. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I didn't want to, you know, give it away completely, so I sold it to him, so he so can you keep still can it. See it. Okay. He yeah. can. He gives me the money. He keeps it. And um, the second one, I, I still own. The third one, I just sold. So I don't know where the third one is. Right. Sure. But the second one, I, I own by myself. So when you win okay. this, do you get the car? Like, because I keep hearing you, you end up with this, like, enormous, like, VAT. Mm-hmm. It's a VAT bill from the whole thing. Mm. Was this part of the process? Um, yeah. Like, you're fi- effectively Actually, getting this, like, 50,000 euro debt that yeah, you didn't yeah, ask for. You have, to, you have to pay income tax, basically. Right. Because yeah. Uh, yeah. if, let's say, the, wor- the, the value of the car is, like, I don't know, Back then it was maybe 120 sure. uh, dollars, 120 thousand dollars. Then you have to pay basically 50 percent income tax on mm-hmm. it. Um, right. So you're not, getting a not free car, but you just got 60 thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah. 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 Not right. in that year, but the year after. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and then uh, as a super cup driver. Yeah. Either yeah. You, you pay it or you 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 sell the car. You know, it's like yeah. yeah. It's it's not easy when you are young. You know, yeah. I was like 20 something in the beginning of the 20s. Yes. Uh, Sixty thousand just to put a on a side to pay taxes, not you know, not not, not for, normal for, for doing a good job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> it was always a dream actually. When I started uh, in in the cups, in Porsche cups, mm-hmm. I had always that dream, one day winning the the, the championship yeah. and and getting the car. You know, I, I went to bed and every training session I did was like thinking about, uh, it. thinking about, yeah. I want to win the car, I want to win the car, and once the moment is there, like yeah. Yeah, and then you have to pay tax. Like, wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and there's the reality of it. <laughs> but it's still cool. It's still cool. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, all right. So you you start with motocross, and then mom doesn't like it, so she decides it's time to go karting. Yep. And um, I remember seeing a few photos over the years. Uh, seemed like there was another driver you ran with quite a bit in karts that he did okay. His name was Sebastian Vettel. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it seems like you beat him a few times. Yeah, I've. I've been with him my whole life basically till we uh, separated uh, he went to formula 3 and i went to uh, touring cars when we were 18 
But from year when, when we were six till 18, we basically spent every year together in this kind of same category. Right. So in karting, then we went to Formula BMW, then to Formula kind of three, and you know we spent all our career together. Right. Um, I couldn't beat him that many times, but uh, he w he's he's an exceptional driver. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it seemed to work out for him. Yeah, yeah, he's he's did okay. okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he had a good you life. say you couldn't beat him all the time, but you definitely could beat him. It seemed like on your day. Once or twice, yeah. Yeah. Well, not not many times actually. I have to be honest. He was he was much really better. Good. Did he you ever go out with any of his ex-girlfriends? <laughs> Is that where you started learning mind games? <laughs> <laughs> no, I never dated one of his ex-girlfriends. Okay, okay. All right. figured we'd ask. You said dated. I think, I think he's yeah. still. I think he's still with his. Um, girlfriend in a relationship which he met in school so you oh. know it's you know yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he didn't have so that you were like you're like that's too much work I yeah. have to get in there and ruin a family <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean I'll do it but <laughs> uh, but you see you said something interesting though um, because I mean your single serial career was okay but you made a very conscious choice early on to go touring car and mm -hmm. it seems and I, I mean I, I don't know what your ambitions were but it seems like every Every kid in carts, especially I'd imagine in Europe, like Formula One, that's where you're going. Yeah, yeah, you're, that's where you want to go. So to make a conscious choice to say, like, I'm going to go this other route. I'm not going to be an F1 if I take this route. Exactly. This was this was a conscious choice on your end. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. I did uh, two years of Formula BMW, uh, the, the junior category in Formula racing, which was back then maybe 150,000, uh, 200,000 uh, euros, which was already a lot of money. And I got uh, half of it financed from, from BMW because I was in a scholarship or whatever. But in, the, in that second year, um, I had already in the first race weekend, I had so many crashes, basically, that my whole budget for... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so you ate it all up in the first yeah, weekend. Yeah, it ate it all up in the first race weekend, basically. Mm. The whole budget was gone after the first race weekend. Yeah. So right. <laughs> we had to stop after the first race weekend. I went back into the season with a, you know amateur team, but we didn't do well. And then we had no budget left for the next year, which was 2005. And so we had to do a decision, either we stop racing, um, because the next step in Formula racing would have been Formula 3 full season, which would have been 800,000 or a million right. euros. That's and a, that's we, a we lot of matchmaking. We yeah. couldn't even afford 200, so it right. um, was a big uh, you know, problem for us. So we decided to go, my, or my dad decided to go to Polo Cup, which was like 50,000 or something. But I said, no, I'm not going to do that because obviously it was like a step down from Formula racing to touring car was a step down for me. And it was smaller cars and it was just not what I wanted. He decided so that we do it and I just, you know, followed. And uh, in the end it was, a, it, was, it was a good step, right step, because we won that championship in, in 2005, the Polo Cup. And then from, from that moment onward, my career just slowly started. Yeah, it right. Really ramped up. Right. And in the end, it was the right step to do that. Yeah. Wh what was the ego? Was it was it a big ego hit yeah. to do that? Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, while other people like Sebastian yeah, exactly. were going right. to Formula One. Yeah. You know, I'm going to Polo Cup. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not They're cool. kind of the same. I mean, there's like a little difference. Uh, it's not cool. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you had to make a choice. Either you stop racing. Right. Or you, you, or you find another way to race. You, yeah. Or yeah, you eat the uh, you eat the frog, and uh, yeah, I ate it. Ate the frog. I ate the frog. Yeah. Is that a? I I've no, never I heard that one. You or eat a frog. The, you know, if you don't want to do eat or swallow something, it's like you eating. Just like just swallow it. Just eat, get it over eat, with. Eat the frog. Like oh, I just did it. And <laughs> <laughs> That's adorable. Okay. Yeah. This is a new uh, one. Sorry. Uh, okay. Why are you sorry? It's, it's a European, never, yeah, I've just never heard eat a frog. Yeah, yeah no, no, I'm all sure. in. Bite the bullet is another <laughs> Bite term. Bite the bullet, Bite yeah, the bullet exactly. is what we'll say here. Yeah. But just imagine yeah. eating a frog alive. It's not. Oh, it's alive. It's alive. I yeah. say you deep fry something. No, I no, think it's they probably a, get it's, that down here. It's alive, like it's still alive, and you just swallow it. It's not cool. 
Yeah. But I had to do it. Yeah. I had to do it. So that's how you know it's a German phrase because it's super sadistic. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. It's you know what I mean? It's like something. every fairy tale from the mid of the medieval times. Yeah. I was young. I was a kid. You know, yeah. I was like 15 years old yeah. back then. I had no idea about life, and obviously. If you see other people going to Formula One, you also want to go there. But right. I had no idea what you know what other options there were. I had no idea that there was uh, Le Mans. I had no idea about uh, DTM or yeah, anything sure. other or IMSA or right. Daytona. I didn't know that it existed. Sure. Right. You know. So. Well, in karting at the time, I mean, you you would have been karting like with Sebastian competitive level in like the mid late nineties when there might have been a big German superhero <laughs> as, like everything. the big F one yeah. star. Yeah, so exactly. Like, yeah. Everybody wanted yeah. to be him. That contributed sure. as well. Yeah, sure. Michael Schumacher. Yeah. 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 Everybody wanted to be like him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was the guy. Yeah. And yeah. you you met him a couple times in like little karting yeah. tra- awards yeah. or yeah. kind of things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We That's raced cool. on his home car track, which is Kerpen. In Kerpen, yeah. And uh, he came every year once to to basically gave us the trophies. And that was like the... Do you have a picture of them from when you were little? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a special cool. moment, you know. Yeah. We all had our autographs and stuff with with us to, to, to get a signature yeah. of him. It was like yeah. very, very special. That's amazing. It sounds like he took the time with this kind of thing. Sorry? He took the time yeah, with this yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, like yeah, he took it. Yeah, we were yeah. like 120, you know, drivers. Oh, yeah. wow. And he took a picture day, with, with, with all of us. All, yeah, that's all so of cool. Us. That's, yeah, that's, that is cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So then you end up racing in Formula E, you know, which is one of the largest open wheel series on the planet. Mm-hmm. So it kind of worked out that you got to follow <laughs> some open wheel dreams in one sense against, yeah. I mean, the cars are the cars, but the, the people in that series are yeah, yeah, all these XF1 guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're out there, you know, getting podiums and stuff. So it had yeah. to be somewhat, you know, satisfying. Oh, I don't know. I mean, it's still a different like, car, car, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's still a... <laughs> I mean, you agree with the quality of, of drivers. Yeah, the talent. It's, it's, yeah. it's still amazingly high. Yes. Um, but it's not what you know, which which drives me. I want to drive in the quickest car, which you know, which exists, which is obviously a Formula One car yeah. at that moment. And I want to you know get the experience. How how does it feel to drive a Formula One car? And obviously, Formula E does not have the attention of the media like Formula One. It's like not even half a percent, probably, or I don't know what it is. Sure, uh, I, I read it's really popular. <laughs> a lot of claims on the yeah. internet. Um, but like talent-wise, you have to feel like okay, I'm good enough to race against all these guys that raced in F1. Yeah, you know, and and you obviously had success there. Yeah, I mean, Formula E is still a different animal. Uh, yeah. It's it has nothing to do with with proper racing. I mean, proper racing in the term that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Stay with that one. <laughs> with with what I'm used to race in the past, uh-huh. it's uh-huh. kind of different yeah. category in terms of motorsport. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's still uh, racing, but it's completely yeah. different. Yeah. So I had to get used to a complete different animal. Mm-hmm. Let's say. Um, but you know, I wasn't really concerned uh, because I know lots of those drivers, and I yeah. I was driving against them before, so mm-hmm. I was like, okay, yeah, when they can do it, I can do it. But yeah. So I wasn't really concerned. That was really well done. Yeah. I'm very proud of you. What? That is years of Audi PR training right there. <laughs> 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 That's you trying to not <laughs> on the series. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, at the same time as Formula E, uh, DTM mm-hmm. is also where a lot of XF1 guys or guys that should have gone to F1 end up going because yep. there's not enough seats yep. and there's too many good people. Uh, so it's not like you haven't proven that the capabilities are there if given the opportunity. I'm telling you, you're one of the best in the world. <laughs> it's, a, it's your opinion. I mean, I, it's... Yes, I, I, I think, I I think when you win three DTM championships no. in four years and like... In dominating, finished second, like finished second finish, in the one you didn't yeah, win. Yeah, and like yeah. you didn't win, like you. Uh, wow, oh, wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. What? what? I said finished second in the one you didn't win, and you immediately your tone went. Mm-hmm. No, no, I was just no, no. 
I was, was thinking was about something else, actually. Um, but no, it's okay. Continue, continue. No, what were you thinking about? No. Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, when you say I'm one of the best, yeah. um, I, I think I'm just incredibly lucky with what I what I got. And sure. you know, I think lots of things were given to me, and I just had the opportunity to to fulfill what others gave me. So yeah. I did so many races in my career that I, uh, you know, I have a lot of experience and yeah. I think I have a big advantage against lots of other drivers which don't have the experience. Mm -hmm. So I'm quite multicultural in any car I jump in because I have so much experience from yeah. 500 races yeah. and then I'm competing against guys which have like 100 or 50 races. Yeah, right. So yeah. obviously I have, I have an unfair advantage against them, but I, because I was very lucky to, to do so many races, yeah, that's right. why I may be better in some yeah. some races yeah. against others because I was just lucky to, to do so many races. So I'm, I would say- You're also running Ross though. Yeah, it's like, I don't think you realize how good you are. Yeah, you, now you know. No, I'm, I don't you know. Is this the fake fake? No, guys? no, <laughs> Internally, that's my like, belief. How long have you been in the US? I, yeah, I was Two days, three days? Inside. He's like, right Yeah, you goddamn yeah. right. No, no, Ross. that's my belief. So we met in 2012 with Magnus, and uh, like you were known as the hot Super Cup kid. Yeah. But like from like session one when you got in, even like I remember Lally and Richard were both like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, we're gonna we can yeah. we can we can sleep at night yeah. because uh, he's gonna be fine." And like Magnus was like two laps down in the middle of the night, and they came out from after like a three or four stint run from you. They came out one lap up. Okay. Um, and that was all you and, uh, and, and the team and the and the strategy. team and the strategy and the Lars. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, it was crazy. He did the tires himself. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, He's awesome. Um, but uh, it was clearly PR. I mean, that was really that PR added a ton of horsepower. It was the webcast. Yeah, it was the web stream. Yeah. It was keeping it going. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I just remember how instantly you integrated not only into the team, but just like your speed was there. But you for being like like a lot of times the, the stereotype of the European coming over yeah, especially yeah. like the Super Cup King um, that you don't know how they're going to integrate and I was like blown away at how for not knowing what the hell any of this was how calm you were yeah. in the whole thing and then yeah. you could get it done on well, track especially finding out that was your first time I thought you'd done it before no it was my first yeah, time yeah, yeah. and yeah. I remember remember coming here I had no clue about anything yeah I don't I don't even know why I was there I, I thought about it when I drove here why I was actually with Magnus I had no idea how sure. how uh, I came here Porsche sent you uh, yeah because <laughs> it's like uh, <laughs> well cause in that time like uh, so that like during the Grand Am days when we were running cup cars yeah. Yeah. at Daytona there'd be like 45 Porsches racing in that race yeah. Okay. Yeah. and so and Porsche like would promise everyone some sort of factory something yeah so and even if they weren't a factory driver they'd send like a junior driver yeah. or a super cup guy right. exactly yeah. and you weren't officially factory no. But you were like this yeah. kid that destroyed yeah. everybody yeah. in Porsche Cup. Yeah. And so they're like, all right, we'll give Magnus, which at the time was only been around for a couple of years. Yeah. They, they, they threw the Super Cup kid at us. Okay, and okay. then it turned out the Super yeah. Cup kid was pretty And also, good. Super Cup guys, not, they don't normally have the best reputation for the 24-hour because it's a long yeah, race. Yeah, and sure. you guys are just going crazy yeah, over there. Yeah, exactly. So I, I imagine there was probably like, a, oh, this kid's going to yeah, rip the splitter we'll off. And yeah. then it's not going to matter. <laughs> and then you were solid. Weirdly, you turned out to be Rene Rast. It was cool. It was cool yeah. for me. Very, very different. Yeah. Because coming here for the first time. Yeah. I couldn't really speak English very well. I remember the time that it, I was sitting in the driver's briefing, like listening to whoever was the race director. I cannot remember, but I couldn't understand a word. Like, what is he saying? <laughs> Wave by? Yeah. What a dog? What dog? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of I couldn't understand the rules at all. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but it was okay somehow. It was okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I remember in the race the radio didn't really work well, so we only had radio on start finish. Yeah, 
And sometimes I did, you know, stupid stuff, and they would tell me on start finish, but uh, yeah, I couldn't really understand it. But I, yeah. it was it was a cool experience for yeah. sure. Had you spent any time in the states before that? No. Oh, so your first time coming yeah, to the United States? Yeah, it was, okay. was the first time. I, I love talking about this with with people from overseas. What's the weirdest thing about this country that stood out to you? Air conditioning everywhere. Oh, yeah. That's a real okay. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And ice in the... I was going to say ice. ice in the I was surprised ice. to learn about the icing. I think yeah. you were telling me about that. Like, yeah, but the icing is definitely uh, a thing. Because yesterday we went to Ronitz, uh, which is like sushi, sushi yeah. next door. Yeah. Yeah. And I talked to John Falp. Falp, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, American. Well. Yeah, I love John And um, he, he, he spent a bit of time in Europe. And he said, I ordered a Coke and I didn't get any ice. And then I asked for ice and they gave me one ice cube. But then he was like, man, it's an ice cube. I need ice. And he said, it has to be half full of ice. I said, no, it hasn't. It's, it's, it's one one <laughs> ice cube is thing. enough. It's enough. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. It's, it's, it's so different. It's so different, the yeah. mentality. But it's... Um, ice, refills. We get refills all the time. For free? Do for free? Yes. Yeah. It's right. Yeah, it's a thing. I told him in Europe. I mean, he knew it. But yeah. I told him, if you want a, a Coke, you have to order... Another one Another and pay, yeah. pay, right. pay the second one as well. Yeah. Well, and you almost have to do it ahead of time because they're not coming back a lot of times. Like, they'll give you your yeah. food and then yeah. you don't see them till yeah, it's yeah, all exactly, over. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, so you have to, like, to pre-order what yeah. you need. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Oh, this is super relevant for our show. Um, <laughs> you lived in Frankfurt for a little while, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there... Have you had American-Mexican food? Uh, probably once or twice, but not it, regularly. Okay. Yeah. Do you know of any good Mexican food in the Frankfurt area? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're looking That's for one? Future. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, know I some good Spanish any. and burgers nope. and uh, yeah. steak, but yeah. uh, no, I need Mexican. like chips Mexican. and tacos. Yeah, maybe you could open it. That's. I think yeah. I'm finding one. You want to get yeah. into business? Yep. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Immediately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you Darmstadt? Yep. Yep. Yeah. I okay. still have a Porsche, we can, which I can sell and invest in your Ooh, business. Ooh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'll gladly go into business. You and I can start a taco shop. Does sixty grand help? Yeah, it does help. I think it would help get a taco shop I'll take this one for him. Yeah, it does help. It helps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I found a business partner. Okay. We're yeah. starting a taco what shop. What are we going to call this thing? Oh, well, I can, we, it's not going to brand off of me. Yeah, right. Yeah, we uh, got to use his fame yeah, to help uh, build it up. Senor Rast. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Mexican food. It's going to be you and a sombrero. <laughs> <laughs> so then what is your go-to, like, favorite? Obviously, you had sushi yesterday. What's your favorite? Here in Daytona. No, no, just in general. In general. Yeah. I love Spanish okay. somehow. Okay. Like um, tapas and all mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. Last year I switched to not you know not eating meat anymore. Okay. So I'm like kind of vegetarian. I know that Andy yeah. Andy is like full time vegan. vegan. Yeah. Vegan. Yeah. Well, well Spencer for, for and Andy are for sure. For long for yeah. long time. Yeah. Um, I started last year, um, but it's quite difficult to find restaurants mm. which you know offer kind of vegan or vegetarian right. food. It's not that right. easy actually. Right. Out here. Um, around here and yeah. in Europe, it's okay. everywhere. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's quite it's quite difficult. Uh, but I don't have a favorite place. I mean, I, I, I like Italian as well, like pasta and mm -hmm. pizza and mm -hmm. all, all that stuff. But it's not like... Um, I'm, qu I'm quite picky, actually, with food, unfortunately. So okay. Well, you're like 100 pounds. So yeah, how much do you weigh? It's in kilograms. Yeah, how much sure. are you in kilograms? Uh, it's like 65, which is like, I don't know, 120 or something? What? No, no. 143. Okay. <laughs> I was like, dude, if you weigh 120 pounds, we got to get you something to eat. <laughs> <laughs> like you're gonna no, 140. Just, it's yeah. 140. That is impressive. If you could bring things back to, to uh, Austria or Germany, what would you bring back? The refills. Oh, oh you take yeah, the refills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I like okay. that. Okay. Yeah. 
Sometimes yeah. I'm sitting there like, Ice machines. Ah, should I should I buy or should I spend more money on another Coke, Diet Coke? Right. And then sometimes I decide not to do it because I say, no, why should I? And then, you know, if we were to refill for free. Yeah, keep them coming. Yeah, yeah, keep yeah, them yeah. coming. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's actually kind of common. You know, like, like Jerome is actually a perfect example. You know, he did a few races in the U.S. and it just kind of worked out that he kept getting work out here. But it seemed like Jerome really took to wanting to race in the U.S. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um Obviously, after that 2012 season, you got the Audi deal, and all of a sudden, all these opportunities in Europe continued on. So, why wouldn't you stay that way? Yeah. But, um, like, where in the grand scheme of your career does U.S. racing fit for you? Like, is this something you want to do more of? Are you fine doing what you're doing? Actually, I'm very fine with what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm I'm a kind of guy I like to be in a comfort zone somehow. You know, sure. and, and you know, leaving my con- comfort zone is 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 necessary lots of times. Yeah. But if I can avoid it, I try to avoid it. Uh, and, you know, okay. coming to the U.S. is obviously leaving a lot of my comfort zone yeah. at home, you know, which means... In terms of travel and travel, family or just yeah, like because the country if I, you don't know? If I, no, not because of the country. Yeah. Just because of the race. First, the racing is different. The right. I don't know. I mean, I know Sebring and Daytona. Yeah. And what else do I know? Uh, Watkins. Yeah. Those three tracks I know. Yeah. So probably 60% or 70% of the tracks I don't know. Um, the race... The, the racing is different, so lots of unknowns for me. So I say, uh, and also I would, I think I would need to move here to do full season because I don't like to travel back and forth, back and forth, oh, like right, 20 yeah, times yeah, a year. Yeah. So for me to come here would be a lot of effort and move my comfort zone completely. That's why I say I like the racing. I love the racing actually in Imza and America. But to come here and race full time, for me actually no, no option at the moment because... Sure. I have like a nest in, in Europe, <laughs> which is and you're qu- good. warm yeah, yeah. and nice and comfy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm living like two hours away from Audi. When they call me in the morning, I will be there two hours after they called me. So it's like quick and easy. Yeah. You know, kind of nice. Yeah, 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 yeah it's gotcha. quite a nice yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. But I still love the racing here. So 2012, um, you, you know, you came off a of Super Cup. You're part of basically this Porsche family. Yeah. The Porsche factory ride is kind of one of those golden contracts that any aspiring sports car driver is looking for and 2013 all of a sudden you went to audi and i remember personally being sad because <laughs> i was like oh well, we're not going to get to run with them mm-hmm. but I, to me you were being groomed to get that porsche contract so what was the thinking process to go over to audi i never got offered an audi and a porsche contract how is that possible what the f- <laughs> really <laughs> uh-huh so you're three-time Super Cup champion. You, you won three Super Cup champions, the yeah, Rolex 24. Yeah. By un- and, and yes, obviously the team played the role, but you literally came from like two laps down, beat Mark Lieb straight in a fight in the middle of the night. He's still texting me saying, man, that was the best fight he ever had. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Even though yeah. you beat him. Last week. Last yeah. week. So cool. But like Mark Lieb was the guy, and mm-hmm. you like unlapped yourself against him. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And you never got an offer. No. Nope. So it wasn't some like career choice to go to Audi. And you're German. Thing. Nope. <laughs> you're German. Nope. So you never got an offer from Porsche. Mm-mm. You think they're going to kick themselves? I don't know what the problem was, to be honest. Not even wow, a conversation, like not even like a hey, we we, we could talk or anything. We had a conversation. We had a conversation <laughs> in Daytona. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Was it twelve or thirteen? I can. I think it was twelve. Yeah. They offered me like a, a private drive um, for a private team, and maybe the year after they said maybe the year after uh-huh. we can talk about a factory contract. Mm-hmm. But I said, uh, it's <laughs> you know. I need something like handwritten down, which where we where we guarantee me that I yeah. will get a factory well. contract a year mm-hmm. after. I cannot just live from a dream, because at the same time Audi offered me kind of a factory deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was like, mm, 
So, you know, I'm, I was forced to go to Audi, kind of. Yeah. Because Audi, Porsche never uh, offered me anything, wow. unfortunately. Wow. I always figured it was a choice. No, I, yeah, I, like, that was one wow. of my questions, like, why were you never a factory Porsche guy? Yeah. Okay, well, that's because I always figured maybe it was because, like, the P1 program with Audi was more appealing to you or something like that. Mm-hmm. No, it was straight up to, okay. <laughs> wow, all right. So, did you piss off? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, legitimately, do you think there was a thing? Like, did you, like, maybe were you a punk kid and didn't realize it? I don't know, to be honest. I think maybe there was also an issue with my, not management, but I had somebody, a friend of my manager, mm-hmm. maybe worked in the past with Porsche, mm-hmm. and the, the Porsche Motorsport boss, and this guy didn't really get well. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. and... Maybe there was like so potentially like the people you surround yourself with. Yes. Is the, mm-hmm. Yeah. Was okay. kind of maybe it was that. I've never no. asked. I've right. never asked. No. Was it the bleak mullen thing? Maybe that. Yeah, Jerome's like <laughs> yeah. stop it. But the people <laughs> who were responsible back then are not in the in the office anymore. So right. they are kind of gone. So no. I cannot ask them anymore. Interesting. All right. So you take the Audi deal. Obviously now you're you're down the GT3 route. Um, but again, if if you're a guy who wants to drive the coolest cars, at the time Audi had this kick-ass P1 program. Um, that roster was full, so to speak, but they did put you in for the sort of the extra car for Le Mans. And it seemed like that went well, and I think the hope was that maybe you were going to be going down this path. Yeah, exactly. This was 2015 mm-hmm. um, when I did uh, the P1 thing with Audi. Actually, I talked uh, to my teammate yesterday. He asked me, how did you get uh, into into Audi? And uh, I said, yeah, I just did uh, one. I, I, I put money on the table in 2014 for, for Loeb Racing. Sebastian Loeb is a rally driver, mm-hmm. yeah, and he has his own team. So I put money down to race in Le Mans for him. What do you mean? Well, you, I paid, I paid to drive. The f- in 2014. I paid to drive in 2014. You're a factory driver. You're a two-time Daytona 24-hour winner, a three-time Super Cup winner at this point. Yeah. And you paid to drive at Le Mans. Uh, How much you pay? With the goal of what? With the goal of being in Le Mans, getting experience in Le Mans, and then getting a factory program. Uh, the year after with whoever Porsche Audi because back then I only had a small contract with, with Audi it wasn't a proper factory deal it was more like a GT GT3 kind of deal right and that the whole purpose was to to do Le Mans 14 pay for it and show you could do it and hope that somebody sees it and the year after that's how committed you were yeah and the year after Audi signed me without without getting a test drive in LMP1 before so they si- signed me. And this was just an investment into yourself mm-hmm. to say, like, no, I can drive yeah. these downforce prototypes. Yeah. Exactly. Because I'm set. I'm assuming, just like it is today, if you're seen as a GT guy, right. you're not seen as a prototype guy. It's still yeah. the same in Europe, unfortunately. Yeah. I, I, you know, we we kind of have a company. We, we opened up a com- company a few few years ago where we manage young drivers, right? You're right. And we have some of the young guns which are the best in, in their category and also I rate them very, very highly in, you know, in the overall motorsport quality driver perspective. But they still don't get a drive because people say, oh, this guy don't have any experience in, 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 in downforce cars or in this car or that car. And I still say, it doesn't matter what kind of experience you have. W- once you're a good racing driver, you can adapt to anything which drives on four wheels. It doesn't right. matter. It's my opinion. Yeah. Right? As you two shake Just hands. Just give him a chance. You're my favorite person yeah. right now. Just give him a chance. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yes. But my point is, like, you had to invest a pretty good amount of money as a proven winner 
to prove that point. If it was a dollar, it was too much. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're already at this point. But I, I, Holy crap. I respect the hell out of you for doing that. So the only good that came is not only did Audi then recognize you as a potential prototype driver, yep. but you got to bypass the step of the, like, kind of audition test to show that you were capable. They exactly. now saw that how you did in a PT exactly. car. Exactly. And then they signed me straight away. Right. Mm -hmm. A few months after. Mm -hmm. Jesus. Well, that was my entry door into factory racing. Yeah, yeah. From that moment onwards, I'm, I'm factory driver at Audi and made my, my living from it, mm -hmm. basically. So that was that was the key to my, my career, let's say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe that payment. Was you putting this huge amount of money in. Yeah. As a proven winner is where I'm going to keep After going. After you already had an amazing right. career in GT cars. Yeah, this wasn't like you were a 15-year-old out of cart. This was, you've won three Super Cup championships. You've won the Daytona 24. Yeah. Yeah. You've won the Spa 24. Yeah. But you still had to throw in money. Wow. So anyway, okay. So that is eye-opening. So you get the call in to then go run Le Mans with the... And and I'm pretty sure everyone would say P1 car. Most of our fans know yeah. P1 cars, yeah. but crazy high technology, ultimate prototype concept. Mm -hmm. um, uh, what we have coming up is pretty cool, but nothing like what we had in that era in terms of hybrid technologies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Downforce, just like basically F1 cars with yeah. a body around them. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, so you weren't able to do the full season, but you were able to do Le Mans yeah. uh, with this cool car. How was this? Seemed like this is okay. If you're not going to make F1, driving a an LMP1 yeah. car is going to be pretty goddamn close. So how was that experience for you? S similar to what I told you about DTM. <laughs> when, when they signed me for, for LMP1. I'm going to be the slowest. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> no, no, I cannot do, I cannot do that. <laughs> I will not manage to race. But the flip side is you'd invested a ton of money the year for, before yeah, to prove that you could. So yeah, I'm very confused yeah. on the psychology here. Yeah, yeah true. It's like you you're right. Is this yeah. well, no, but the, some people call like us this. before you have these races where you're <laughs> not sure. We'll pump we'll you up. Like, you're Renee Rass. You're Renee Rass. We need to make yeah. a sound clip mm -hmm. out of this that you put in your phone. It's like, God damn it, you're Renee Rass. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I am Renee Rass. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but so this might be, because this, this is, a lot, I mean, I'm guilty of this a lot of times. You really want something, then you get it, and you go, oh, shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's this show. Yeah. Like, we want to do this show, and then they're like, yeah, go do it. I'm like, oh, oh. shit, we got to do this now. So that's you. Mm -hmm. That is, I must have this, then you achieve it. Yeah. Oh, shit, now it's real. Yeah, exactly. Now I could ruin this. Exactly, okay. exactly. So that was my first uh, impression. And then I trained like a maniac because yeah. I thought, okay, it's, it's an LMP1 it's car. It's like a Formula one yeah. car. It's like physical, yeah, right? Yeah. And I gained like, I don't know, 10 kilos or something just because just the muscle. muscle. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I ate a lot and I just right. wanted to be ready. Yeah. I wish I was. But that car, as you say, it's, it was like, I remember the first test, right? It was in Jerez and it was wet. And... Um, there were some other LMP1 drivers with me, like Oli Jarvis and some others. And they told me, before I jumped in the car, they told me, well, however you feel the car, whatever you think, tell the engineers it's not good. I said, why should I say that? Yeah, because if you tell them it's a good car, they stop working. Mm. <laughs> I said, okay. okay. Is yeah. that the mentality here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You always have to say that the car is not good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, whatever. Then I jumped in. <laughs> it was wet. I was on, on rain tires. And... Um, and I basically drove the car for a couple of laps, get, got used to the car. And it actually was impossible to throw the car into the gravel. Hmm. There was so much. So good. Yeah. So yeah. good. Mm -hmm. yeah. It was basically like better than any other race car I've driven on slicks yeah. in, a, in the dry conditions. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. It just, you know, you went into the corner, slide understeer, you could go on full power. And the car would no just, problem. the car was just doing it by itself <laughs> with TC and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, it was like on rails. Right. And I came back in the pits. I was like, <laughs> you got to invent wow. something. Yeah, yeah. Wow, what, yeah. is that, what is that thing? It's mind-blowing. Yeah. And I saw Oli like, 
Oh. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> Shaking his head. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. <Yeah. laughs> so that was that was my first impression of a P1 car. But obviously, then once you push the limits a lot more, then you start feel, feeling the limits. But it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> so this is now the track. You, I'm assuming at this point now you want to be a P1 driver. Like this is the goal. Yeah. Yeah. So then. Around the same time, Dieselgate happens in what, what yep. we call Dieselgate here in the U.S. Yep. Audi gets in a lot of trouble, yep. uh, the car company. Yep. And you and I meet up in Daytona, and you're like, yeah. And so Audi announces the closure of the P1 program, just as you're kind of peaking. Yep. And you literally say, well, I, now I don't know what to do because of the Americans. <laughs> <laughs> and, but it seems like it's kind of true, right? We, we f***ed this up for you. I don't know who in the end... Uh, it up <laughs> <laughs> but i think it came from states but uh, yeah. yeah okay so you hate america no 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 you don't want to race here it's mostly the fans yeah you hate yeah. american sports car fans is what exactly. i'm exactly okay. that's why i'm here <laughs> yeah, that's why i came into this podcast i'll let you know <laughs> no as i said i'm i'm very thankful for what i was given in terms of opportunities still still was sad <laughs> yeah but, but you're on this track and then just boom it's gone because you guys didn't get a lot of warning, I got the impression. No, no. They called me on my 30th birthday. Great. Basically, good to turn as a racing driver. <laughs> yeah, telling me, oh, um, um, yeah, we have to stop the program. So that was my, my dream was just over. In one call. Yeah. Because uh, in, in 15, which was my first year in LMP1, uh, right. I was on the third car. Right, and the next year I was hoping to be in the in the full factory. One of the, the top two, uh, yeah. Because basically they had a third yeah. car for Le Mans, yeah. but it's two cars for the rest of the year. Exactly, and yeah. Tom, I think no, Tom, I don't know, Tom Christen wasn't stepping out. He was stepping out after 16, I think. Yeah. But there was, you know, there was a seat available after 16, and I was like, yeah, this could be my place. Right. So you're like the backup quarterback, yeah. waiting for Tom Brady to retire. Yeah. Because yeah. I know yeah. how much you love NFL football. <laughs> right. Oh. Both named Tom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and in 16, they continued one more year in 16, but mm. without the third car. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was, I was like um, the spare driver and test driver. So at least they chose me for you know testing and, right. and stuff so like that. Right. So you're still in the fold. Yeah. Right. So uh, then Albuquerque Philippe got, you know, got released because he was on the same car as me and on the third car. Philippe Albuquerque and Marco yeah. Bonomi, Bonomi, they lost oh, no, their yeah. jobs. Yeah. I continued as a as a test and reserve driver. Yeah. It could be worse. Yeah. I still had to drive. This was 16. Is that because you're German? They kept you? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, in 16, I, dat, I did WEC in, yeah. in LP2. And mm-hmm. that's where I said, oh, it's quite nice. It's comfy. It's cool. <laughs> I'll just do this for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's do that for it's a while. It's not hard. <laughs> exactly. God damn it's it. Cool. You just pissed off so many LP2 yeah, Ben Keating just like shot a hole through the wall. <laughs> yeah. It is hard. And then, hard. and then they called me for DTM the next year. They're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I <laughs> guess. I have to work out again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so comfort zone's a thing. So obviously something like DTM mm-hmm. was right in your wheelhouse then because they're super cool cars and you didn't have to go that far for any of the races. Probably knew all the tracks. Exactly. Yeah. I knew yeah. all the tracks. Mm-hmm. I knew uh, the paddock. I knew everybody around. Mm-hmm. Still, yeah. still, you know, DTM was always kind of a dream for me to go sure. there. Yeah. I well, tried it seems like many if, if you're not going to do F1, DTM is like the other thing. Yeah, exactly. Be really because a, I did all the support series before, yeah. like Polo Cup, Seat uh, Cup, okay. Porsche Cup, Porsche Cup, Porsche Cup. I've been there for many, many years, you know, and I always wanted to go to DTM. And I was very happy with where I was because endurance racing was like chilled, was just relaxed, you know. You, you did one or two stints and 
you know, nobody's looking actually on the last tens. It's like, yeah, you did well. You are within Some traffic. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Are, yeah. <laughs> right, You're right. with one second. It's fine. And <laughs> it's good. It's good. Well, also, like, you know, it, it, this isn't specific to any specific teammates you've had, but if you're in like something like LMP2, you're going to have an AM driver. Yeah. So like, you know, you're going to be starting further back. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so there's not this pressure that like, I must get pole yeah. and I must yeah. like, you're going to have to come from behind no matter what you're doing. Right. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I did endurance racing and I was very happy with where I was. And all of a sudden, uh, Audi pulled out of endurance racing mm -hmm. and then also like, okay, um, I want to stay in endurance racing. Yeah. But then Audi decided, no, no, you go to DTM. And I was like, uh, uh. <laughs> actually, I don't want. Because like 2012, you had told me that DTM was kind of the goal yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah. But when you get the call, you actually didn't want it because you were just sort of comfy. I was so comfy in endurance stuff. racing. Yeah. And I liked to, to be you know, in WC and it was cool kind of racing, relaxed. And I, I liked not to have the pressure, right? And I mean, the endurance racing is still a bit of pressure, but it's not like, you know, in, in, in DTM, Qualify everybody is you know within one tenth. That's how you know you're Rene Rast. Yeah, right. Because there are people right now that are losing their mind yeah. on Monday of Daytona Race Week. Right. They're like, I got to step up this weekend because Rene Rast is in my class. Right. And you're like, and ah! you're like this is the easiest week of my life. <laughs> Do a couple stints. You can yeah. be a second off. It's all good. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what is okay? Just to set this, the tone here, what is an unacceptable deficit in DTM for you? Like to another Audi, I'm guessing. Like what would be like? You're like four tenths is like. It's, like it's, it's unacceptable. Yeah. Okay. Two, one and a half. Max. One and a half tenths. Max. Max. Because well, it, with you, it's like, because like, it's positioned. Like you just can't be. You, it could be a, a thousandth of a second, but if you're behind somebody else, you're already behind. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like yeah. one and a half tenths is like where you in your head is like, I got to figure something out. Yeah. This is not okay. I mean, one and a half tenths is like, yeah, maybe I did something wrong. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. This is still okay, but if yeah. I'm four tenths, it's like. Right, right. It's, okay. it's over. I have well, to. Okay. There's but a massive issue somewhere. Yes, yes, massive, yeah, massive. Yeah. But also in qualifying, yeah. what's that difference? Like, is that like seven positions, four tenths? Sometimes more. Yeah. Sometimes it's yeah. between first and fifteenth. Yeah, right. In four tenths. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So what about the this weekend? So we're sitting here in Daytona Race Week, Rolex, twenty-four hour. You're driving the G Drive, G Drive yeah. LMP2 car. Yeah. What's the acceptable P2 gap for you this week? Uh, four tenths is, you know, if if I'm P1 and the next guy is on you know four tenths behind me. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, right. It's 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 that's what I need four tenths to yeah. to the second best guy. Oh, okay. So as long <laughs> no, as I'm the window. <laughs> 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 I'm again. again, you know you're running rest. <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. But like just to set the idea up that in a in a DTM race for you, if you were one and a half tenths off, you are pissed. Yeah. And if you're in the G-Drive car this weekend in LMP2, which is just a different type of racing, and it's a lot less pressure for you as you're putting it, if you're a half second off the leader every now and then, it's not the end of the world for you, I'm guessing. During the race, not. For yeah. sure not. Okay. No, no, no. Because yeah. there you know, you know, with traffic, you cannot judge. Yeah, it's right. like, okay, yeah. if I'm half a second yeah. off, and sometimes I'm even three seconds off, I don't care. Yeah, right. Because I know when we are you know, next to each other, we will be the same. Yes. So yeah. in endurance racing, that, that's, that's yeah. about so it. So that kind of shows you the difference between the mentality in DTM versus endurance racing yeah. for a top guy. Yeah. Yeah, so I like that. And so you were looking at this switch to DTM as like, a, oh, God, I don't want to have to get... Because I assume you used to have that. Yep. And then you got comfortable yeah. on WC. <laughs> exactly. Family life was starting. Exactly. You're like, I'm good. I'm relaxed. Exactly. Family's starting. Oh, yeah. I have to get this back now. I have exactly. to go back to being a killer. Exactly. And yeah. DTM was big in, it's big in Europe. It's yeah. in, in, especially in Germany. It's yeah. big. We have yeah. like 100,000 of people watching it and being on track at race weekend. Mm -hmm. And there were so many good drivers in DTM. And I was like... I will not finish, uh, I will not score a point. Yeah. I was telling people, honestly, it was an honest opinion. I was telling my dad, 
I'm going to finish last. I'm not going to finish within oh, the top so 10 once. And that's your, your process. And you're yeah. a factory Audi driver I'm a factory saying, Audi, that, yeah. Yeah. saying that. I was, so you're going to be in the right equipment. I was, yeah. I was sure I'm not going to score a point in my first DTM year. I was 100% sure. Like your first sure. season, you would my never get season, a point. Yeah, that was my interpretation. This was 2017? 17. How'd it yeah. go? Yeah, how'd it go? <laughs> For the fans at home, how'd you do? Yeah, I won the championship. Oh, right? Okay, right, because you're Rene Ress. <laughs> Wait, well, so, okay, but that's actually, so, so different drivers have different mentalities. Um, like some, some guys and gals will show up and like they just know they're the best and that's how they're not going to go and mm. prove it. We did this with Will Power last okay. year. Okay. And he very much walks in with what we call imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome means you believe you never belong when you show up somewhere, that everybody around you is better than you, yeah, you yeah, are an yeah, imposter. Yeah. So it sounds like your way of getting into your own head and getting faster is to show up and think that everyone is, is going to destroy you. Probably. And that's how you figure yeah. it out. Probably, yeah. 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 Probably. I mean, I'd say we're a little on the extreme side, though, if you think you're not going to get points and then you win the championship. Yeah, but that was my <laughs> innovation <laughs> making. It's like you feel very sheepish. Yeah. You're like, I, I don't know. It, it, it was really what I was thinking. Yeah. It was my full belief. Right. It was my full belief. Yeah. Now, is that because of the cars or you just looked at the roster of drivers? I, 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 yeah, the quality yeah. of drivers. Yeah. And obviously, they had so much experience. There yeah. were, were guys like, I don't know, Matthias Ekström, which is a yeah. Swedish guy. He had like 15 years of experience in DTM. Yeah. And I, I came from, from endurance racing, yeah. you know, cruising around, like, okay, and like <laughs> half a second off, it's fine. There's and then all of a sudden, all <laughs> of a sudden. Ben Keating's going to listen to this and be like, f*** you. There's <laughs> no one else. I'm gonna, let, me, let me stop you there. There's no one racing this weekend in a P2 car that's like, ah, it's nothing. It's going to be like, that's why you're f***ing Rene Rast. No. Yes. All right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. No one else is this relaxed about uh, driving a P2 car this weekend. Yeah. Okay. Literally, there is some kid in a hotel room right now that's like, I gotta, I gotta figure. I, I'm not flat to the kink. I gotta be flat to the kink every time. And you're like one hand in it. I'm like, what's the gap? It's more than four tenths. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. So I knew I had to be spot on right. to yeah. qualify. Everybody's gonna judge your performance yeah. on the last hundreds of the tens. Yeah. 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 And I didn't feel comfortable doing that. Okay. So that's why I didn't want to do it. Right. But then I had to do it. Yeah. So I think we should yeah. probably, just for our fans that are dirt racing or NASCAR fans or whatever that don't know what the hell DTM is, uh, basically it's the Dutch Touring Masters is the, the translation. Uh, yeah. German Touring Car Championship. Basically, yeah. yeah. Um, but it is... I guess the closest equivalent to be like the popularity and the performance and everything. It's like the NASCAR of Germany. Yeah. You yeah. know, and it's basically yeah. initially all German manufacturers competing in it, but it was like the pinnacle of road racing for in Germany, but yeah. also then became the European, like yeah. if you're not a Formula One driver, you're if you DTM, get DTM and that's you're good. amazing. But like, yeah. these aren't like GT cars no. that we see here in yeah. IMSA. Like this is, purpose -built. these are purpose built cars, yeah. super high downforce, a lot of technology inside yeah. of these things. I'm assuming extremely expensive. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> to the point. Stupid budget. <laughs> to the point that it basically, like, it's still around. Yeah. Um, but obviously, you won in 2020 the final championship of the era that we all grew up with. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. These crazy um, looking cars. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, because they basically, they, so they, I'll let you explain it, but they moved away from it in 2020 because exactly. it was, it was just wasn't affordable, right? Yeah. It wasn't affordable, exactly. Yeah. Um, it was, yeah, as you said, a pure race car. It has a monocoque and everything uh, was built on the monocoque. Mm -hmm. Pure race car, like LMP2. Yeah. And then, uh, obviously, uh, the budgets went, went sky high. Yeah. Um, yeah. And obviously, you know, with the, with the crisis and all that, the manufacturers couldn't afford to spend so much money anymore yeah. on, on those cars, obviously. Do you, do you know, have any idea what the budget was? No, I had no idea. Yeah, but it's uh, like stupid. I reckon around, I don't know. 50, 60, 70 million. Yeah, yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe more. Yeah, maybe in right. the first year more, maybe 100. For a championship that 
basically only goes to a couple countries. Yeah. 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 Yep. Per manufacturer, so it's yeah. not like you know, it's it was it was expensive. Astronomical. Yeah. 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 I had to put so much effort, day after day, night after night. I all barely slept during the race weekends. I was always the first on track and the last, almost the last, who left the track. Mm -hmm. And I was working just every, like every minute. I couldn't data engineers, yeah, all the stuff. I couldn't yeah. eat. You know, I had no time for uh, talking. Uh, nothing. Mm -hmm. Just working, improving, just analyzing. Thousandth of a second. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And it was so hard. And sometimes you went the wrong way, and you know you had, you knew that all the work from the previous days is basically just gone. gone. Yeah, right. you had to go a different route. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And what it made more difficult was that I won in my first year in seventeen, right? Yeah. So now yeah. I'm from the rookie the to the DTM champion, right? Yeah, right. So yeah. now, but everybody's expecting you to just continue like that. Yes. So everybody expecting you next year to win again and again and again. And once you're not in pole, people are coming to you. What's wrong? Yeah. Why yeah. you're not on pole? I heard you get let go. You, yeah. Why are you only third? Yeah. So at one point... Only third. Yeah. <laughs> at one point, you feel the pressure of the team, of yourself, of everybody in Audi, of the fans. Uh -huh. They see you, yeah. that you're the big star. Yeah. Your name's on the door. And yeah. it's Rene Ras. So, you know, you just put the car on pole. It's like that. It's, right. It's easy. No problem. No problem. They yeah. don't see the hours of data looking at the night. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's, I'm still human, you know. I still do mistakes, right? It's, yeah. uh, you know. And they had, it's like, it was for granted for them that I put it always like, in pool and yeah, just, just yeah, win races. Yeah. And you're like, I'm killing myself to make this happen. Yeah. And yeah. whenever I didn't do it, I felt like, I just let all these people down. I have to do it. Yeah, right. I have to do it. I felt the pressure. Yeah. And it was getting more and more and more. It was every year. Uh-huh. So <laughs> at one point, nobody knows that. But I tell you now, yeah. <laughs> in 2018, right? It was we didn't have the best car at the beginning of the season, but we improved the car a lot during the season. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the season, I won five races in a row. So now, so I had like I was P18 in the championship, yeah. middle of the season. We improved the car. Audi improved the car, and I kept I st I, I started winning races, and then. Um, I was the only one from Audi who was able to still win, win the championship. I had like still like 70 or 80 points yeah. gap to P1, right. and you get 25 for a win. Okay, yeah. so there's a mathematical chance. There's a mathematical yeah. chance. Yeah, for Nobody me, else in Audi can do this. I yeah. was the only one. So yeah. all the other Audi drivers had to drive for me, basically. Yeah, right. Support so they, they gave yeah. their qualify for me. They gave me slipstream. They, you know, yeah. So they're helping they, you. They yeah, were yeah. helping me in races. You know, they were pit stopping earlier to mm -hmm. block other Mercedes or BMW. So they, everybody <laughs> was driving for me, right? <laughs> okay, great. Sounds <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so I had a lot of pressure from my Audi teammates and the whole Audi company. Oh yeah, they're, they're like, hey, everybody, man, you better earn this. I'm blowing my race. Everybody. You better do this. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I won the first race. I won the second race. So we still had six races to go. So I won the first one. I won the second one. The third, fourth one, the fifth one. So I won five races in a row with my team of my team. Uh, we help from my teammates. Everybody around. So now we arrive at the last race in, in Hockenheim, and uh, obviously uh, it was a nice sunny day. And the, the grandstand was full of Audi employees. It was just everybody from Audi was in Hockenheim. Yeah. It was just all <laughs> red. All red. <laughs> they had the flags. It was just mind blowing. And before the race, I remember, I was on I don't know on P2 or whatever. And after quality, we went into that Audi employee tent. They had a big tent of Audi employees. I went in that tent and it was just full of Audi employees. They went mad when I went in, going crazy. Like yeah, yeah, I was yeah. a superstar, like yeah. Michael Jackson. You are. In fact, a superstar, dude. So I was, like, this into you. I was like, 
about to puke because I was like <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't handle the pressure yeah, anymore, right? Yeah, right, yeah. right. That's because like, yeah. you've never had something like this before. Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. on stage saying, "Look, guys, it's very, <laughs> it's very unlikely that we win that right. we're gonna win the sixth race." Like and they they were like. Not listening. You will do it. You will do it. Like, oh my God! You don't understand. <laughs> you don't I can only do one part of this. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I need all of these people to rap. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to me. I said, No, no, don't understand. Yeah, they yeah. didn't listen. It. Yeah, you're gonna do it. You are really nice. Come on, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was in the grid. You know, just 10 minutes before the race, I I couldn't be in the grid anymore because my car was surrounded by media, yeah. Yeah. people, everything was. I couldn't move, so I went to the toilet. And then uh, I, I, I couldn't... Just to hide? To hide. Yeah, yeah just get some peace and quiet, like focus. But I couldn't yeah. stand anymore, so I had to sit down because I was collapsed. My, yeah, my yeah. whole body was collapsed. Yeah. And then um, I was sitting there, my manager came to me and said, uh, what's wrong? I said, I cannot drive. I said, why, why can't you drive? I said, I'm, I'm done. I was crying. I was, I was crying. Right. Wow. And then... The emotional um, stress. Completely. Yeah. I was completely breakdown, yeah. full breakdown. Well, been an exhausting season too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. and then um, yeah. there was like somebody was trying to give, try to get an interview. I couldn't talk. I was like, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I was not able to talk. That's how breakdown I was. Yeah, you know, completely yeah, smoked. Yeah. And then my manager said, "Okay, we don't. You know, you won the championship last year. Yeah. If you don't win this year, you don't give a. Yeah. Just, you just pretend you have a brake failure. Just go on the gravel. Over." I said, "Hey, cool." <laughs> there is an out. There's, yeah. a, there's yeah. a way. There's, there's a way, way out. out. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds yeah. good to me. Wow. Yeah. And that took like the pressure away uh -huh. from me. Uh -huh. Like I could just blow this. Yes. <laughs> yes. He said, "We don't care. It will not change your life." In yeah. the end, it did, but <laughs> it will not change your life. So I was like, "Okay, that's cool." So I jumped in that car, and um, yeah, it was one of the best races I did, ever did. We won that sixth race, but we didn't win the championship. Yeah. But it's just because there was a bunch of other things out of your control that had to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the the, the so championship so winner, yeah. which was Gary Peffett, he had to finish fifth, and he was fourth. Oh God damn! It. And one lap more, he would have finished fifth. Yeah. But anyway, a different story. <laughs> but it just shows you how you know. I mean, for me, it was so intense, yeah. which I never experienced before my racing career. Yeah. yeah. And since then I've never experienced something like that and that's why I say endurance racing is so laid back because nobody is you know looking on the last second actually right if you do a and good you're job not, it's there's like, not a hundred people around your car yeah. to watch you yeah. represent yeah. Audi well also like there's always three names on the door yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Yeah, I yeah. got you yeah. and nobody can rate your performance yeah. not, not all the time right. obviously in average yes yeah. after the race they can say uh, you were like a half a tenth off in average on 50 laps. Yeah. Sure, but, but like while conditions and traffic. While, yeah, and performing. while performing, yeah. nobody will yeah. find out exactly. because you can always say, yeah, traffic, yeah. used tires, yeah, full fuel, yeah. you know, yeah. the yeah. sun, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I was going to say, I, I, we ask this every now and then, like, do you get nervous? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, you do. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like your whole mentality, whether it's a race that you're a little psyched out for or a championship you've never been to, is to psych yourself out Yeah. to the point like, Oh, I can't just wreck, can't I? Like, you had yeah. to get to that level yeah. of mentality to get the most out of yourself. Mm-hmm. hell. And you're Rene Rast. Yeah. Yes, you have, yeah. like, a history of success. Of winning in everything <laughs> you've touched, and yet this is still... Yeah. That's how I perform the best, I think. I well, always... Yeah. Well, so let me put this in your head, then. Is it possible, if you're relaxed, going into the LMDH season, that maybe you'll be terrible? <laughs> no, I think before... I mean, LMDH is, again, different because it's a factory program. It's like... <laughs> A lot of kind of 
pressure. There's pressure, mm -hmm. definitely. So it's not like a private LMP2 team where like whatever, yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just like make <laughs> guys. Um, but yeah, um, Bruno Senna's losing his mind. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, we're going. <laughs> but no, I think I need I need actually the, the pressure to oh. to perform. All right, well we'll text you right before. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, we heard you suck now. Actually, I I've <laughs> looks like if you were three tenths off. Yeah, I don't know. If, if you, you actually, it, I think if you look at my statistics in DTM, I'm I don't know how many pole positions I have. From let's say I have fifty percent pole position, just a random number. Sure. I don't know if it's true. Yeah, fifty percent pole position of the pole of the qualifiers I've done, but maybe I have like one percent of. Uh, P P1 in practice sessions. Okay. So I'm never good in practice. Yeah. Because I just like yeah okay feels good cruise around yeah yeah okay. Mm -hmm. So in practice I'm never like feeling the pressure. So I'm just cruising around. Uh -huh. I'm never maybe on the edge. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I'm never. You have to psych yourself out. I'm never good in practice. Yeah. Only when it comes to Time the last performance. Performance. Yeah. That's why I don't know. Are you, rise to the occasion. Are you a procrastinator in life? Procra do you know procrastinator? Um, then it means like uh, uh, like. Putting things off. Putting like yeah, uh, you have to send an email to somebody, or you have to. Are you going to wait till you absolutely must send it? Mm. No, you're on top mm. of things. Mm. Very German. Mm. <laughs> very okay. German. Very German. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, so uh, you don't throw up though before a race. No. Normally. No. Because no. I would say if you ever would, it would have been at that. No. At that moment. No, I didn't throw. Okay. But it was probably close. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Interesting. <laughs> Wait, so, so now you know the story. Never, that's, that's, that's I, I never right. told anyone. That's crazy. <laughs> wow. Um, that's so then, so then you go to Formula E. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I mean, you're going to be going. Like hundred. You're going to be going at least fifty miles an hour. Yeah. In some of these miles tracks. An hour. Yeah. yeah hundred. Okay. Big name drivers. Lots of effort from the factory. Nothing about what you've been saying indicates that you felt that same pressure in that series. True. True. I still had kind to perform, but it it was very little pressure for me because. I knew from the beginning of the season it's going to be my only year because Audi pulled so you out. already knew they were yeah. pulled out yeah. before I basically started Formula E. <laughs> <laughs> that explains a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I knew it's only one year, and yeah. you know I have Lucas Di Grassi as my teammate. He's, he's a you know a Formula E expert. Mm -hmm. He's doing it since the first season, mm -hmm. so he's also the most successful driver. And I was like, okay, if I beat him, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. If I don't beat him, it's normal because he's the most successful. He's the guy. He's yeah. a guy. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I'm in the most comfortable position I can be. Which yeah. is not what you want. Exactly. You know, I need somebody, somebody who's like young and trying to... to yeah, you needed the Rene Rast. Yeah. Push, push Rene Rast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, so the season was, was, was okay-ish, but Formula E is different because you need uh, not luck, but it's, it's very up and down and lots yeah. of factors which you cannot influence, pay big role in your success so it's like yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm hearing you're not missing this at all I know I, it makes sense that you were kind of out on it because you when you podium somewhere I sent you a note on Instagram and your reply was like thanks <laughs> <laughs> I was like not at all excited I was like oh alright maybe <laughs> yeah yeah I mean the racing is I have to say the racing itself is cool because it brings a different part to into racing you know that energy management uh -huh. thing which you don't have into in real or let's say in proper <laughs> No, keep in, 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 in normal racing, uh -huh. you don't have that. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's like real. it's starting. It's starting like uh, starting a stint with half a tank. Yeah, and you yeah. you know you have to to it make it to to the end. Yeah, you can't just. Go but everybody's the same. Yeah, everybody's right, just having right. a half a tank. Right. So that brings like a new factor into yeah, the racing, right? Sure. So all of a sudden yeah. you're like, okay, should Something I have to work on? Should I yeah. waste my fuel beginning yeah. in the end or in the end or middle of the race or 
gonna if I you know if I attack somebody, does it make sense or yeah. does it make yeah. sense so to it's stay a behind? Tactics that make it interesting. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Yeah, I that's, like that. That's yeah, what for I like. sure, for sure. Um, but driving the car is not cool. I have to admit, the only reason I watched any of it this year is because you were running in it. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, I was like, I've never cared about it, but when you know someone and you're like, oh yeah, and obviously it's not your background, so I was like, oh, let's see how he does. Yeah. And I think one of the races. I think it's one of the ones you podiumed. At, I think with like a lap to go, the announcers are like, "These guys are all running out of yeah, fuel. Yeah, like yeah. they all went too hard." And yeah. that actually was interesting to me because yeah. I was looking forward to just seeing cars pull over on the side of the road. Yeah, yeah. But that's not real. You just said you fuel. Put. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because yeah. you're used to real racing. Yeah, said Rene Ross. <laughs> said Rene Ross. But uh, that made it interesting because I was like, "Oh, these guys are going to run out." Yeah, and yeah, you yeah. can see the the they yep. show you the the again power levels yep. yeah i was about to say fuel again uh so it is interesting in that regard but that's not as i would put it what yeah. i why i watch racing exactly you know exactly I mean? yeah and the fan base yeah. there is a fan base <laughs> but it's obviously it's obviously a different fan base yeah. compared to my fan base yes. which i built up in the years yeah. my yeah, yeah, fan base yeah. is like petrol heads right yeah. they, they yeah, used yeah. to burn fuel oh race yeah. fans you mean race yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> and actually i actually lost fan base during my formula e campaign oh wow. so my, my wow. followers went down <laughs> Instead of up, <laughs> on, the, on the decline. So, okay. which kind of depressing. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But now it's so going up again. So you're, <laughs> so, you're Glad you're back. so you're driving yeah. things that you're unexcited about. You're losing fans. Yes. Yeah. I got Good you. Good thing that the LMDH program saved your career. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. But you did like looking at the season stats. Like half the races, you had the fastest lap. It looks like. Yeah. Um, I mean, you probably didn't get all the results you wanted. I'm guessing, but it's, you definitely had the speed. Yeah, the speed was but, there. Yeah. yeah. Only in the race, but not in quality, unfortunately. The pressure quality, wasn't there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, no but um, yeah, the speed was there. I, as I said, I, said um, I don't want to talk bad about uh, about it because I still had fun, still fun in the races, you know. The car itself, we have to be honest, is not a normal race car. It's not like you jump in and it's it's fun to drive. It's it's hard to drive, but it's not like you jump in and say, yes, that's, that's cool. It's like it has no downforce, it has no slicks, no grip. But it, that, that's, the man, uh, that's why, you know, that's the way it meant to be. To, to slide and to be very efficient. You know, they could build it with lots of downforce, with slicks, but then it obviously it would be very um, be energy two, consuming. Yeah, it'd be a two lap race. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's what I don't want. That's why the car is like that. It yeah. It has to be yeah. without Doing downforce. Doing what it's supposed to do. Yeah. 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 So that's why it's to drive. But, but the, racing, the racing itself is still, you know, kind of cool. It, it, you know, kind of, especially when, when you're coming from the, from the back of the pack and working your way up to the front. That's what I like, you know. If probably I wouldn't say the same if I would be leading and it would be last end of the race, because but for me it's always, it was always the other way around. I w always went from from the last to midfield, right. yeah. so I had a lot of fights. It was cool. You have a coffee sponsor? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. every have you? I don't know if you've seen this on his Instagram. <laughs> I think so. You go out of your way to take these well done photos of you holding a cup <laughs> uncomfortably at oh, every race oh, weekend nice. yeah, yeah. and is that so who's who's orchestrating that is that them is that you it's them that's them it's that want to just like it's always you doing like yeah have you seen the 40 year old virgin the movie no, no okay you're making the face from that yeah okay uh but you're holding a coffee okay and i'm obsessed with these photos because they like you take them on almost every racetrack yeah, you're yeah. just like morning race thinking about it with my coffee <laughs> yeah. and then you're just staring into the distance yeah. and it's the same yeah. pose <laughs> But uh, all right, so this is a—is this a fancy coffee company? It's one of the biggest in in, in Germany, I would say. Yeah, and, and they are—they are—they are based where I grew up, basically. Oh, so it's a local, local okay. company. Okay. Um, so may, they made it quite professional. They I always got like a PDF, like five pages in front of every race weekend. When yeah. when to post, what to post, what to say. Oh, so you're given a script. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, they're, so they're paying you really well then. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't drink coffee. 
Yeah, <laughs> We're trying to help you. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yeah. You've got one right now. Yeah. You're making the 40-year-old virgin face. It smells delicious. <laughs> but they know. They know it. Yeah. They know. Okay. They, don't, yeah. they know yeah. I don't drink co- coffee. But uh, <laughs> okay. But yeah. 2018, we were doing the IMSA race at Watkins Glen. Oh yeah. And <laughs> oh, this is knows. one of my favorite. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't remind me. Yeah. In practice. <laughs> in practice a bunch of prototype guys have been dinging into gt cars and i was only doing the long races so i hadn't been at all the shorter ones but apparently this is still happening like regularly in practice the dps were just slapping into gt cars and uh we had a driver's meeting yep. before the warm-up or something uh-huh. and, and they're like hey you got like they just ripped you guys a new one. Yeah. Like Bo Barfield is up there and he's like, Weird. I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> since, since that day, I don't like him. We'll talk about it. Not we'll personally, about it. I don't know him. I don't know him. <laughs> yeah, but, right. But, but because yeah. he said that in front of everybody, yeah. Yeah. I never heard him saying something to anybody just to me in that moment. Yes. I was like, come yes. on, yeah. dude. Yeah. Okay. But he was right. He was so, right. So what did he say? I cannot remember. I just felt bad. Yeah. He okay. said, uh, you shouldn't do something like that, and yeah. we had told you before, and that's exactly this example, we shouldn't do it, and yeah. blah, blah, yeah. blah. And After yeah. they'd been, like, giving us all this grief about, well, giving you guys grief about getting into it, you and the Because you, you were driving the Mazda yeah, yeah, prototype. prototype. Was that the, the warm-up? Or I, think if, I don't know. I just before quality or yeah, something. So, yeah, Saturday yeah. morning. But basically, yeah. going through the uphill S's, you and a GT car get together, and you roll the thing, yeah. and you were okay, thank God. But it was, like, literally what they'd been bitching about. So then yeah. we go to the driver's meeting, yeah. and he's just literally, like, and they might as well put the spotlight, yeah. like, right on you. And it was just so uncomfortable for everybody. But yeah. I, I remember when I found out, she was like, no, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. he's a good guy. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't do shit like that. I did, yeah, actually, I did two things uh, which I'm not proud about. But um, you know, in that race weekend, sometimes you are on a on a very good lap, right? You know how it is. Yeah, you you yeah. are like, you are, you have you had a weekend so far. You couldn't really put a lap in because you're always at traffic. Yeah, blah blah blah. Yeah. So you're on a good lap, and then all of a sudden there's a GT coming, like a GT car coming out of the pits on cold tires. Yeah, yeah. And just staying on the racing line for no reason. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like. Dude, I was on the perfect lap, I and then this. you were, yeah. and then I, I was, I was going next to him and just going a bit close to him oh. for, for no reason, oh. just showing him, dude, there was no oh, reason so to do this. So you were trying to send a message. So you were sending a message. Kind of message. I didn't, you know, I didn't put him any grass. I just went too clo- close to <laughs> just him. Just to send a message. That was the first thing I did, right? Just saying, uh-huh. you yeah, come on, yeah. next time, be watch your mirrors. Yeah, that uh-huh. was the first thing. Okay. And then I think he... Also, by the way, you're on the perfect lap. If this is the uphill S's, you've done one corner. <laughs> no, no, that was not the perfect... No, that was, that, okay. was a different, that was a different practice session, right? Oh, okay, okay. okay. That so was this a, wasn't okay. That He's like, I've got the run. It's like, that, you yeah. did one corner. No, no, that yeah, was, a, that, that was okay. different practice session. All right, sure, sure, sure. And then he, I got a reprimand for that already, like uh, a warning or something. I got from the team saying, like, hey, the race, race director control, said, yeah, yeah. you're an asshole. Oh, so this you wasn't the one where you got in trouble. <laughs> exactly. So, you'd already, so the, the buzz... Did not end in tragedy. No, no that, that one didn't so end in tragedy. you get a warning already I for got this. a warning for yeah. that. I was like, mm. <laughs> The team told me not to do that. And I was like, okay, sorry. I was, yeah. It was shit from my side, right? You shouldn't do that. And yeah. he said it yesterday again. You shouldn't do that. I said, okay. Um, and then next practice, I don't know what it was. So I went in the car again. I still haven't done a good lap. So I did turn one. Yeah. Uh, went up in the asses, uphill. And I was like... As you said, only turn one. But I was down on my delta time. I was like, yeah, yeah. it could okay. be a good lap. Yeah. And then I was passing a GT car just behind the S's. And because my delta time was still negative, I, was, I tried to be very precise, very efficient in the meters, millimeters, you know, in the, in the way I've done and traveled. You're trying to scrub any speed at the high speed stuff. Exactly. Right? Yeah, so I tried yeah, yeah. to be 
Yeah. As soon as quick in front to of the cut, to, to cut, cut back, back in front. In. So you yeah. pass by, you try to cut yeah. in front of I the guy. I didn't try to offend or tr I didn't try to, you know, to, to show no. him. You're yeah. trying to minimize your time loss. Exactly. Yeah. You're trying to get yeah. that fast lap. But, it was <laughs> but. <laughs> apparently I, I turned too early to the right hand side and the TT was still there. Yeah. Yeah. So we had contact <laughs> at 275. Yeah. Yeah. And the car just hauling ass. Just yeah. took off like a plane. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's it. I'm going. I'm going to die. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, I didn't. But uh, it was it was <laughs> terrible. I think the week before, I rolled in a DTM car. Oh, is that when that was? Or the oh, week after, the, I yeah, the big Norris yeah. ring crash. Yeah, yeah. yeah. busy, uh, busy month. Ring, yeah. Yeah. So I had two big crashes within like one or two weeks, and I felt pretty down. Yeah. 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 And this was 2018 when the DTM car was nowhere near to com become competitive. So I right. was like, after winning the championships yeah. the year before. Yeah. To that, I was like, oh, You're like well, okay. maybe this Mazda thing will last forever. I was just lucky in 17. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's just like it was a one, one off right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Okay. They were Watkins. Yeah. So you're, you're, I mean, you seem to get along with everybody. Do you have a, like, within the racing community, is there a racing crew? Like a group of guys you spend time with? Because I don't see a whole lot of that on social. It seemed like you might be in your own world. No, I, I spend some time with some racing drivers, but I don't post it on, on social media. Probably because you can't. No, I post more, <laughs> most, I just, I don't, I think I don't show private stuff so so often. Sure. Um, but um, I spend some, some time, but as you're, you're right, I spend most of the time with my family. Yeah. That's my, my main time consuming time is with my family. And um, I try to stay away from racing as much as I can when I'm at home. Sounds like it takes a lot out of you. Like, sounds like a racing weekend sounds like is with the intensity you seem to have and beating yourself up over every thousandth of a second. I imagine you probably get home yeah. more tired than many people do just because of the intensity. Yeah, sure. Do you take it home with you like a bad weekend? Do you yeah, know what I mean yeah, when I yeah. say that? Definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Basically, the racing dicta dictates my whole life. So right. when, when my season starts till the end, every day is about racing. There's right. nothing else in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if we have other topics like getting married, building a house or whatever just like third or fourth topic in my priority list it's always like racing is always on top unfortunately and that's um, why it's quite tough for me to, to really switch off right. when I'm at home yeah. but is a bad weekend worse than a good weekend in terms yeah, of what you come home to definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah sure yeah. sure sure yeah. We've talked about racing too much. Yeah. yeah. Well, I do. But is there a crew? Like, is there, like, what's the, like, on a the race weekend? Are you, yeah, yeah, you know, you're good with those guys. Fundalinus, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah. most of the drivers don't like me. They don't like you because of on-track stuff. I don't know. But you're, like, so nice. <laughs> like, you're normal. So yeah. maybe they suck. No, I mean, I get along with them. Yeah. But I know that. Okay, they, so who, they, do you, who do you know that doesn't, who, like, really doesn't like you? <laughs> we can bleep it. No, I mean. Obviously, all the Audi drivers, most of them. So the Audi guys Your don't teammates? like you. Yeah, the teammates. <laughs> Your teammates don't like you? Cause, yeah, because he's beating them in the same car. I mean, some of them were with me in DTM for four years. Yeah. Oh, and you were like the golden boy. Yeah. yeah. So I come yeah. there. I win oh. the championship. The next year, everybody has to drive for me, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so and, and they're going to hate me at one point. And if you've been in the Audi, if you've been like an Audi DTM yes. driver for years. I'm German. Yeah. I'm an Audi. Yeah. At one point, they feel just useless yeah right right because they obviously then think ah oh, he's german he gets the best material that's he gets what the say, best they probably engine. claim the politics yeah yeah they're it's giving okay. him the good stuff um right. and then the, you know in 18 they drive for me 19 and 20 i win again yeah you know yeah. at one point they start hating you that's normal i would okay. also hate the guy yeah so <laughs> i cannot even you know uh, so you're okay with being hated because uh, yes. it means you're yeah, winning yeah. okay yeah. what about not your teammate with everybody else i get quite quite well so if, so you're the worst it's teammate. just the teammates <laughs> it's just the you're worst, the worst teammate. possible teammate because yeah. you because you absorb all the attention 
Yeah, I mean, most of my teammates are hate me. Most of them. Huh. There were not many which didn't yeah. hate me, but no, for no reason other than just the track stuff, right? Yeah. Being, how many of how many of them broke up with girlfriends that then you, you then dated? <laughs> we can name one, <laughs> but we have, that's the only yeah. one that's yeah. been in your world that we've interviewed. Yeah. No, so so far, one. you're one for one. <laughs> that's the only one. I could tell you a funny story, but I cannot. Yes, you can. No, no, no. no, no, no. You sure you don't drink? <laughs> yeah, yeah. A couple shots. Not for, uh, it's not for... Uh, okay, we don't have okay. to name names, but what's the topic? It's Ex-girlfriends? A, no, it's actually a fiancé of uh, oh. of one of my teammates. Oh, okay. Yeah. As a fiancé? Does, does he know? No. Oh, oh yeah. That's, bur- okay. that's rough. Rough. Do you have any Dr. Ulrich stories from Audi? Oh, um, about him or about... Yeah, like, is he or like, are you with him? Yeah, like, I mean, I, I look at that guy and he just screams intimidation. You know, <laughs> as a driver, if you had to work for him, it's like, man, I don't want to be the guy that drops a wheel and he, like, loses his mind. <laughs> Actually, he's a very nice guy. Yeah. He's a very uh, friendly, calm guy mm-hmm. once, you, once you know him quite well. Yeah. I remember once um, it was in Spa, 2000 whatever 14 or something 14 i think it was and it was the most you know hottest day ever on the planet it was like 38 to 40 celsius which i don't know what it is in in fahrenheit i have no idea it's hot it's it's boiling it's boiling and we were doing that 24-hour race in spa and um we were three guys it was me marcus winkelhock and Lawrence fanto on Mm -hmm. the car yeah that's a good lineup yeah and um we were sharing the car obviously and it was boiling hot and the drink system wasn't working in that car on top of that Lawrence ate something wrong in the night so he couldn't he couldn't drive anymore was that spa yeah Yeah, spa that guy's terrible luck didn't he get hit by like a four-wheeler last year at spa yes he did yeah Uh, scooter he should stop going to Spa. Anymore, yeah. It's only his home race. <laughs> he shouldn't go so anymore. So he couldn't, he couldn't drive anymore. Okay. And Dr. Ulrich decided that he is not going to drive anymore. Yeah. So it was only me you and, and Marcus. Marcus. Yeah. yeah. And so Marcus is like 70 years old. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. so I spent basically 12 hours in the dry race driving alone. Yeah. I spent 12 hours on the, in the car. At a, like, G-force-wise, like a brutal yeah, track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And hot. So yeah. I was oh, completely... Oh, yeah, just yeah. sweating your ass off. Yeah. I remember in that race, uh, I was doing the last stint. And was I was feeling okay while driving, you know, I was driving, but at one point I wanted to, to get my hand out of the, of, of the wheel, I was like, but I couldn't. It was cramped. Oh no! <laughs> it was, it was fully yeah. cramped yeah. Right. on this yeah. on the steering wheel. Yeah. And at that, that, what point I was like, okay, I have a problem. But I continued, and we won the race. <laughs> oh, okay. Because <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. you're running right. Yeah, yeah. 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 La- I was so exhausted because <laughs> I think we were chasing the, the leader, mm-hmm. and I could pass him like five minutes before the end, mm-hmm. and we won by a few seconds, but. You know that's why it was so also so intense because yeah, yeah. I had to to win that race. Anyway, and then I remember I was completely dehydrated. I couldn't couldn't give an autograph to a kid. I couldn't couldn't grab the sti- the, yeah. s- the pen yeah. and stuff wow. like that. I remember right. all that stuff. So that kid now hates you. Yes, yeah, yes. yeah. He's a huge. And then I remember fan, I yeah. remember going back to the Audi truck, to the physios because yeah I was dead. Yeah. And I was lying there. Um, they had to take my clothes off, and I got uh, like a um, how you say infusion, infusion yeah. on yeah, both yeah. arms, right? Left one, one right, one yeah. left. And then I was lying there, almost dying. And then Dr. Ulrich came into the room, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I was like <laughs> tapping me on the shoulder, like "Good job, good yeah. job." Yeah. <laughs> you did okay. Uh, right, right. There's you. still like a steering wheel on your hands. <laughs> Holding the wheel, <laughs> right? They yeah, took yeah, it out yeah. with him. He's 
like on the podium. And that, like, I yeah. think that was also one reason why I got the P1 drive. Oh yeah, because he knows he, that was, you're committed. That was, I think, part of the reason why I got that yeah, drive. Yeah, I'm guessing there's like a hundred reasons. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, Mostly this, this contribu contributed obviously to that. Yeah, so. well, and you're German and you yeah. get all the good equipment. So. Yeah, that's why yeah. they gave you the best stuff. Yeah. As I heard. Yeah, yes, that's, exactly. just what, that's just what I read on the internet. Yeah. And then there's just one story where I passed out in front of him, but... Drinking? Yeah, I was drunk and cold. <laughs> <laughs> Where was this? Um, at the trainings camp. So Sounds I like a hell of a camp. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gotta so, get them ready. So, well, cause it, so the training camp is common knowledge in, in the sports car world, but I don't know that it's necessarily... So Porsche does this too, yep. um, but factory drivers, you do this like intensive week-long... Exactly fitness camp where exactly. you're all and it's like a bonding yeah. experience exactly. right exactly. so it's all the factory yeah. drivers yes. anyway, so, so it's how many factory Audi drivers are there we were 20 drivers okay so okay. there's 19 guys in you yes exactly. because they hate you no, right. by by that time they didn't hate oh, me. Oh, you were still okay. I was still a rookie, and nobody was. Oh, okay. you know, I was like, yeah, 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 it was a cute yeah, kid, yeah, yeah. and I was like, uh, nobody, a lot. nobody knew me, so I was okay. Like, I was, I was. Everybody, this entire town. <laughs> so I we know something about your fiance. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. So we had that intense training week for a week, which was quite intense. Yeah. Uh, it was in the mountains in the snow, and then. Um, the last, the last uh, program of the day, the last day, was climbing up a mountain as fast as you can, and it was timed, right? And like, how long are we talking? Like, like 20 minutes. Okay, like yeah, a, so It was kind of right. sprint. But you're all race drivers, you're all like, yeah, I'm like going to be go the yeah. fastest. Going, going flat out. So. like high altitude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. we reached the top, and I was, I don't know, probably last or whatever. We went into that, into that little uh, house. He just, he just rested. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, yeah. That was probably last. Yeah. 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 So we went into the little house. Three seconds faster than everybody. <laughs> we got snacks and drinks. And obviously, right. I was the rookie. Oh, and is this the last thing of the day? Last thing of like, the day. Like the yeah. thing's over. It's over. Yeah, yeah. It's over. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like the uh, see uh, the training camp end, drink, yeah. party, whatever Relax. you want to call yeah, it. Yeah. And the rookie, the newcomer, always had to do like a special thing to 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 get welcomed yeah. into mm -hmm. the club. Mm -hmm. Right. We call that hazing here yeah. in the U.S. Yeah. It is not looked at fondly. Go on. So they completely made me drunk. And then they told me um, I have to get kind of naked. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> kind of naked. Kind of. That means you had to get naked. Yeah. I said yeah. I was allowed to wear my underwear. Yeah. Sure. Sure. And I had to run around that house <laughs> <laughs> for two laps. Two laps. Right. In this. In the, it was in like the freezing snow. Freezing and snow. Your alcohol. Yeah. Alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did one lap. And you're naked. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Second lap, and then I was out of. Press. Right. I couldn't yeah, 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 and yeah. then I collapsed behind the building. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the new guy? He didn't come and around. They forgot. This time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's what happened. The okay. next thing I, I remember, I woke up in the house um, under somebody's t-shirt and the stomach, my face, my face on his stomach, so they tried to warm me up again because apparently I, I was there for a couple of minutes. And they were trying to warm me up again, and <laughs> I woke up. I woke up like underneath somebody's t-shirt. I like. What the, what, what's going on here? And they said, call the doctor, call the doctor, call the doctor. Somebody was screaming. And then I woke, like, my, my, opened my eyes again, and I saw Dr. Ulrich standing ahead of me. And they said, not this doctor, the other doctor. Like, <laughs> bring the real doctor. Yeah, no, like a medical doctor. <laughs> a medical doctor. <laughs> I said, oh my God, <laughs> what's going on here? So yeah, that's one of the stories. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I did not expect that one. Yeah, but say, yeah. and they handled it better than we would have, because yeah. you'd have had Sharpie like, all over you. Yeah, it'd just be just like, like five bucks on you. Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> how that would have been. But all right, so uh, we do a pass along question with every guest. We're gonna 
here in Daytona Beach, we're going to go have dinner in a couple hours with your old buddy, Ollie Jarvis. Yep. Uh, if you could ask a question of Ollie that, that we can hide behind, mm -hmm. uh, what would you ask him? In Sebring once, I remember the story. Uh, he, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was sitting basically during the race on the, how you say, on the... Pit stand. Pit stand, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Tristan Nunez, I don't know, was having an issue or whatever. And they told Ollie Jarvis to, to get ready, right? So he was there and he was the next in car. And Tristan wasn't meant to stop in that lap. But somehow he had to stop in that lap. And then they told Ollie, get ready, get ready, get ready. And he was like freaking out, like, what, what, f where's my helmet, where's my stuff? So everybody, like the mechanics, tried to, to suit him up, right? Somebody tried to put his hand the glove on. The other one tried to put his hand system on. The other one tried to put his helmet on. And he was like f completely freaking out, like, going completely mad. And then I have actually have a video of that. Then <laughs> <laughs> you see it's like this is funny. Yeah. Right. You see the car Tristan stopping. Ollie's like <gasps> freaking out like <laughs> You see the guys changing the tires, putting fuel in. And then Ollie's like, "Okay, I'm ready." Trying to get to the car. And that moment you hear the engine <laughs> and then Tristan jump is leaving. What? And Ollie's like What the f What the f <laughs> it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's like his face, like, what? Why? What the, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the best memory. Yeah. It's, That's it's cool. awesome. I mean, you can ask him uh, if he remembers, if he remembers uh, the yeah. Sebring stuff. The Sebring stuff. Uh, okay. So we've tried reaching out to a bunch of people. Yeah? So I asked Marco Seafried. And ah. he, he said he didn't have anything here clean. <laughs> um, but he then went to, um, to Norbert Seedler. Oh. <laughs> uh, 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 oh. Oh. What story do you think Norbert Seedler prompted us on? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just curious if you know what Norbert no, Seedler No, I don't know, it. but... Uh, There's enough that it could be bad? Maybe uh, a Bahrain, Bahraini story, a Dubai story somewhere so in a hotel? Oh, oh okay. <laughs> well. You might be on to something. So what's your account of the Bahrain Dubai uh, story? We went, we went out after the race to have a drink or two. Or two. Um, it's two more like four. And I remember we were coming back into the hotel, into the lobby. And there were like two girls sitting in the lobby as well. Mm -hmm. And Norbert is like a very open open guy, right? He's okay. like very... He's, he's, his intentions are clear. Yeah. Okay. He's confident. He's very confident. So he's sitting next to them, sitting down, said, come on, Rene, let's, let's talk to the girls. I'm like, okay, whatever. So he, he sit down with them. And then he was like... They were, we were chatting and the girls were like, oh, what are you guys doing? And he said, oh, we just finished our Formula One race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, sure. Did we? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, like, I'm, I don't know what he said. I'm Michael Schumacher, whatever he yeah, said. Yeah, right, yeah, and yeah, they yeah, go, oh, yeah, really? Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. This is my friend Fernando. Uh, yep, yep. I'm Nico Hulkenberg. Yep. Yep. I remember that. <laughs> I don't and know how it work. I, I left. I left alone. I don't know what he did. Uh, I'm a good guy. Uh -huh. I'm a good guy. Uh -huh. <laughs> okay. He was single back then, obviously. Okay. What other stories do you think he has? That's it. Uh -huh. <laughs> okay. He didn't give us anything, by the way. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't play poker. Don't play poker. Oh. So you're you're now part of a driver management company. Yep. It's not just about, you know, having the contacts obviously to the to the manufacturers and to know a lot of people within the paddocks. 
but also to give those guys the experience I made mentally, how to prepare, how to cope with certain situations and how not to behave and how to behave. Those things which I learned the last 20 years. I mean, I can tell them if they do it, it's a different story, but at least I can, I can guide them. Offer the, yeah. I can tell them, okay, that's the way we have to go. I think it's quite important for young people to show them that's the route. If, we, if you follow step A, B, C, D, E, it's quite likely that you will be successful. It'll very much help, yeah. yeah. So in, in sports car racing, what is a driver management company? Is it people pay you a fee? Is it you're taking commissions? I mean, And, and this is just to set the background. It's you and your, your manager, Dennis Rostick. Exactly. You guys, he was managing you, yep. and then you bought into his company, yep. and that's something that you're looking at doing in the future, like maybe past driving. Like managing other people, is that the idea? Yeah, that, that's kind of the idea. Okay, so, um, so this is a side project that yeah. started with your management exactly. that you bought into. Okay, exactly. Cool. Because my manager obviously uh, is, I mean, he's still, he's already almost 50 years, but he's not the oldest, but obviously. So he's old he, yeah, he doesn't he need So to you're this. saying if you're saying getting close to 50 is old? He doesn't want to Renee continue Rath. for his rest of his life, yeah. you know, so yeah. at one point he will stop it and I w will take over. Right. Um, but yeah, that's kind of a side thing mm -hmm. which, yeah. which, which I'm doing right now. Um, we actually take the drivers, which we think are good, uh -huh. and try to bring them up to uh, being a professional race driver mm -hmm. so that they earn money. Yeah. But we don't earn money uh, before. So they, we own only... Yeah, so you get a percentage. We, we're taking only a percentage yeah. once they earn money. Yeah, right. right. Okay. And they get their costs so covered. You're basically like a counseling service for kids that you think have talent. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But we don't yeah. charge them anything. Right. No, I understand yeah, that you're yeah, a counseling yeah. service at first. So, so the investment is that one of these kids is going to become successful and yeah. if we can sort of be a part of it. So like as a 42-year-old mediocre sim racer, there's nothing I can do to get Rene Rass management because my potential may not be there. We, we might uh, expand on sim racing. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Very good. Do you still do it? Like you, you really speak. nice, nice, smart yeah, answer. Yeah, I like that. Right there you yeah, go. Yeah, corporate do you do any of that stuff? Um, I'm doing now still, still kind of a card, but on a blockchain basis what yeah okay um still <laughs> racing but on a, on a different platform different technology uh, which is called okay. the blockchain i know what blockchain is yeah yeah but what does it have to do with sim racing it's, or a, bit, it's a bit complicated i don't uh, care i don't yeah, want to i'm already yeah. out <laughs> you, don't want, you don't want to hear okay or you want to hear I don't i'd know. like to, i'm curious yeah. i don't know if it'll make the edit i'm just curious <laughs> what this is okay you know you know gaming you know gaming yes, right i know gaming um if you play i don't know whatever game you can buy in-game stuff mm -hmm. right yeah like Call of Duty, you can buy guns and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, but what happens, what happens if you say, I don't want to use that game anymore? Yeah, right. your, your money is basically gone. Yeah. You still have that weapon, yeah. but you cannot transfer it to anybody else. Sure. You cannot sell it. Okay. Blockchain gaming uh -huh. is that you basically buy the gun. Yeah. You own it. Yeah. It is a digital asset. It's your yeah, asset. Yeah, yeah. And now you can take that gun yeah. and put it on a marketplace, somebody else can buy it. Yeah, so you they can, can take the thing. Instead of it coming from Viacom or whoever made it, it can come from Renee Rast to Ryan Eversley. You can rent it can you can rent same. it out. Yeah. You can rent it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. You can just keep it so uh -huh. it grows in value if it's very rare. Yeah. And this is the same we do in, in, in racing now. So you can basically buy cars. Yes. You can either if you buy expensive cars. Right. You can build up your own team. You can upgrade them. So in sim racing. In sim racing. Yeah, so if like iRacing sells the Honda Civic TCR car, instead of having to buy it from iRacing, I could buy it from Renee Rast mm -hmm. in theory. Because you don't want to race it and I can get it for cheaper. Yeah. So iRacing wouldn't work because anybody can buy the car or the track, but like, let's say there's a game with a hard to earn item. So yeah. let's, uh, <laughs> I'm about to really out myself. <laughs> let's say you play Animal Crossing on Nintendo Switch. <laughs> yep. 
I actually don't, but let's say yep. I know people. There's a hard to get dolphin that you can catch or something like that. You can now sell that dolphin to somebody else over your over your blockchain scam. That's I what the future is going to be. The mm, next ten so years not or not. Not mine. <laughs> okay. But that's Are you trading crypto? You are. For, for many years, that's why I'm into that world. Yeah, yeah. Because okay. I'm, I grew up with a blockchain yeah. for yeah, many yeah. years. Uh-huh. And that's why I'm into that digital yeah. asset yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's been a couple, it's why, been a rough couple of days, huh? Yeah, the last days went, weren't so great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know. Here in January. Why, yeah. why is it p- important for people to have a blue tick on Instagram? Yeah, verified. It's yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah, a flex, flex. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. it's becoming more and more for the younger generation to flex with not a Lamborghini, mm-hmm. but instead of a, right. a picture which you own sure, on sure. your watch uh-huh. or on your phone. Uh-huh. It's becoming more and more. And that's the same with digital assets in games. Yep. I'm learning about NFTs from Renee Rast today. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, you know NFTs though. Yeah. Well, that's a common but term. You, you actually just explained it better right. than yeah, almost yeah, anybody else has. Like, I'm not kidding. NFTs are starting to show up in racing, um, <laughs> like NFT services. And it's seven paragraphs where you're like, what? Yeah. What you just said was actually more yeah. succinct. Yeah. The German I mean, race car driver yeah. is able to explain it better than half of American PR people. <laughs> yeah. Just to point this yeah. out. I've yeah. actually, I feel like I can now explain this to yeah. other people yeah. because of you. Actually, on that level, on PR, have we ever done anything that you've later regretted? Sorry? PR-wise, have we ever made you do anything that you later regretted? You. you yeah, yeah, you and I. Yeah. No. For sure. No. I don't know. Oh, oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Awesome. You made some good stuff for me. I'm very thankful for what oh, you did last no. year with uh, those pictures, the posters and stuff. Oh, yeah, I made some DTM posters. That's cool. Yeah. Really yeah. cool, yeah. really well, cool. Yeah. We should point out that uh, this weekend at the 24-hour, yeah. obviously this, uh, back in January when we recorded this, uh, you've got the media barons on your driver's suit mm. for the, for the yeah. G-Drive I'm deal, which I think yeah. is the coolest <laughs> thing ever. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. exactly yeah. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, and now yeah. I know that this is going to be the easiest car in the world for you to drive. <laughs> yeah. You'll have so much time that you'll be able to look at that logo. Oh, I just figured, like, oh, sports car doesn't matter. Yeah, this doesn't matter. I can, <laughs> so I can, I can put on the, there. Yeah. <laughs> so what we should do is get a, head, a headshot from this weekend yeah. of you in that suit, and that'll be on the website for this episode. Oh, there it you go. We can do that. Yeah. So anyway. Yep. All right. So obviously you've had you know some amazing success. You've had some personal you know concerns about your own talent, but it's been pretty successful. Like I'd say a steady line. Of, of the direction your career is going in. Is there anybody that you can think of who's like had like a super high spot uh, and then just right in the gutter that might be on their way back? Like anyone coming back up, you think? Not that I know about in Europe, but in America, I think maybe Dane Cameron. Sorry, Dane. Sorry, Dane. Yeah, yeah, sorry, Dane. Sorry. Absolutely. So your son, Liam James, uh, how old is he now? Five. Five. Okay. Carts are going to start showing up in the in the conversation. Where do you stand? Uh, he's driving like a crazy cart. You know that one yeah. Uh, yeah. where you can drift, basically? Yeah, you yeah. got that for Christmas. So he's already yeah, got it. Okay. You got it for Christmas this year or last Christmas. So and when the time comes for real karting, are you on board? No, I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, he has somehow, he, I don't know how, but he, he got some just in, some, some, some in talent, I would call it, because we have like a big parking yeah. uh, slot. And you know, I put that cart in there. Yeah. We put him in, and he it took him like two, three minutes till he was actually full throttle drifting around the corner. Yeah. He's a rast. Yeah. yeah he's your what did you expect? And without uh, without telling him what to do, he just made it by him by himself. Uh-huh. Um, but we have no car track around us, so there's no go kart track within two hours of yeah. us. Yeah. Okay. And I'm not willing to travel with him to those tracks. Sure. Not yet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, but it's not the really plan. It's not the plan so that I will, you know, what about push is it. Is there a golf course nearby? No. 
He, he likes to play tennis. He, he plays tennis. There you go. Okay. You can he make play, a deal of doing yeah. that. Yeah. He yeah. plays yeah. tennis. Yeah. He plays uh, what a handball, and you throw the ball in the in the volleyball. No, no, no it's, it's called handball in yeah, Germany. Yeah, it's handball. With it's on sport. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's a big sport in Europe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's what he does. Skiing. Mm -hmm. Sure. There you go. Soccer is that a thing? No, he tried, but he sucks. So. Okay. <laughs> Five-year-old son sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> were you uh, were you close to Sean Edwards at all? Oh yeah. Yeah. Sean was my best friend. What? Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Sean was my best friend back in the days. Um, for 12. We were teammates in uh, 2012. In 13, he died. Yeah. yeah. And we were in uh, the Porsche Cups for, for many, many years together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I, I knew him quite well. And we, d we talked before he went to... Um, for that day. For the day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Talk we talked. And I said, why do you do that shit for... Because he's riding the passenger seat, right? Yeah. Yeah, in a race I said, car. I, would never yeah. I told him I would never do that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I mean, we know what happened, but... No, terrible. Sorry, I can't. <laughs> yeah, one of the best um, drivers I met. He had. Um, oh, shit. Sorry, man, take him out. I didn't mean to upset you. I just <laughs> no, no, I it doesn't upset me. It just, just yeah. um, reminds me of him. Yeah. Yeah, because he was just like, guy's a legend. He's you a legend. I mean? He's like a legend. I, he was nice. I never you met know? somebody with uh, so much talent. Yeah. So much talent. When he was driving, he was. You know, like um, dancing with a car, he was you know so much in control and sideways all the time, and <laughs> such such a nice character. I really spent so much time with him. So yeah, I think he would have had a great career in racing. Yeah, Jeroen was also a good friend of him. Jeroen Blick. Yeah, Jeroen. yeah. And he's on my helmet since then. Oh really? Yeah, he's, oh, he's always. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We had good times. Yeah. Where do you think he'd be today? Probably in um, where where I am. Either he would have done in DTM or sports, probably in IMSA. IMSA, yeah, something like a factory deal at Porsche or somewhere. Yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So we kept you here for a couple hours. <laughs> um, we always want, you know, the episode to be something you could listen to five years from now and it'd still be kind of relevant. So if uh, somebody pl presses play on this episode, listens to the whole thing, what would you hope they take away from the episode about you? Blah. He does the Kimmy thing. That <laughs> 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 you basically can uh, can achieve anything if if you if you set yourself a goal and try to to work for it. Mm. If you show up believing you're going to be <laughs> <laughs> and then spend 18 hours <laughs> a day in a debrief. You have faith in your career, yeah. even though you've had a ton of success. Right. <laughs> you will achieve greatness. No, I think you 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 get what you deserve in the end. Mm -hmm. And if you if you work for something hard and you believe in it, uh, that at one time at one day it will will pay off. Mm -hmm. And if you do a lot of bad things, you will in the end get a lot of bad things. If you do good things in in life and things you you believe in, that you will at one point also get it back. Mm -hmm. Even though it doesn't look look like it yeah. initially in the beginning, but in the end it pays off. I'd say on that note. Continental's got the check. Meow, 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 meow.